2: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
3: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
4: Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast. That is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time.
5: And the podcast will rock. Ow!
6: Hello, baby!
5: Welcome or welcome back all you rockers Rockettes and everything in between you have joined us for the live show of and the podcast will rock. This is part two. So if you haven't heard part one, do, do us a favor, just press pause on this. And then go back and listen to part one so that you're not completely lost and you've got context for the conversation. Uh, But as you know, if you've joined us this far, you know how the show works. But if you haven't, we are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. One track at a time, I am... Of course, your co-host, Mark Kameyer. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey,
2: are you ready to do this again? It seems like only yesterday we did one of these shows, Mark, or mm. 10 minutes ago, as it were. But I'm having a lot of fun. The whiskey's holding out. We got a, a slew, a great guest. The poll uh, has been uh, voted on quite a bit since I mentioned it was on Twitter. Uh, so I can give you some real-time results as we go along here. Sure. Uh, we'll- uh, automatically, Scott uh, Monroe says now that we know the poll is out, the cult has been put in its place. There you go. I know John is out of town. He had threatened to uh, to jump on the stream here, or at least in the YouTube comments. He hasn't yet. Yeah, uh, and actually, full actual disclosure, uh, John pre-recorded something with our friend Jeff Saunders. I just couldn't get uh, the file to work in time for the live show, but we will release that uh, at some point. They, they kind of did their their top ten favorite Van Halen trivia uh, nuggets. Uh, so <laughs> we'll be putting that uh, right out there. So uh, uh, let's just check out some of the comments from our last show before we uh, introduce the rest of the panel here again. Sure. Uh, Ray says, uh, thanks. I like this song more now. That's cool. Uh, Chaz, uh, rockers, rockets, and rockets kind of making fun of your intro there, Mark. And- well, that's fine. <laughs> uh, what a great time for a special episode between episode 51 and 52. It could only be episode 5150. Oh, <laughs> That's good. Damn. Yeah. Well said, Damn. Alan. Well said. Yeah
5: very well said and speaking of well said we've got a, a whole panel of guests joining us again for the show that are, are, are very well versed in van halen isms more so than Corey and myself uh, you guys wanted experts or we got them <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> welcoming back to the show kevin brown from the
1: tom cat uh, tom petty podcast how you doing kevin i'm doing still doing very very well i found my beer in my fridge and i'm back and i'm ready to go for t- run two
5: yes beer keep them flowing uh author extraordinaire heath mccoy how you doing heath Teeth murphy by the way ah. <laughs> and if you don't understand that joke tune into part one for context like i told you yeah, that's his wrestling um, name i'm doing
3: good man good to be here
5: thank you again uh kelsey fan favorite kelsey van halen joining us how you feeling kelsey
3: i'm good i'm always as always happy to be here
5: Yes. Awesome. Uh, you, the, the resident expert and the uh, sickly one, but still made time to join us for the show, Eric Stenich from the Van Halen News Desk. Um, How you holding up? How you feeling? I'm, Are you I'm, I'm
7: running out of steam, boys. Hold on. Let me just put that right up there. Skull, baby. I'm <laughs> running out of steam. I got COVID. I might pass away, but I'm going to make it. By the way, I want to get this shirt in here, Sunset Sound. I want to say... Hello to my my man Drew Dempsey from Sunset Sound. Gotta check out. You guys ever see their YouTube channel?
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah.
7: Outstanding. All the plugs. to so be up with a shirt. Yeah, go to Sunset Sound. Just type in Sunset Sound on
5: YouTube, man. It's all there good. You go. so, Keep your fluid uh, plentiful. That's
7: I, all I have got a, I've got I've got them. And uh, what's this mug? Oh, it's Van Halen mug, by the way.
5: Which you can purchase <laughs> at Get your get your mugs, all your all your merchandise.
7: Can you uh, make a commission you on those, it? Eric? Like what I don't. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what it is. I just love Jeff Houseman, man. He's my buddy. He's the man. We, we often have those show. Shirt. Just you know, in know.
5: case people were curious.
7: Uh, no, it's funny, you know, because like Jeff doesn't ask me to do this. <laughs> man, what the hell? And Jeff from, is a cool guy, man. He's been running. <laughs> he did the inside magazine. I know, I'm sorry, but he did the inside magazine back in the 90s and the VHND. You kidding
5: me? Oh, Eric really doesn't want me to introduce Scott Haskin. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Haskin, how you doing, buddy? Uh, one
0: more
6: thing. I'm <laughs> just
0: You can also sorry. find me in sorry. the Van Halen store. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I didn't say it earlier, but I wanted to wish you guys a happy anniversary. You know most podcasts do not make it to episode 10. No, wow. so, and so we,
5: we, we didn't uh, we really didn't know uh, at least from my perspective, we really didn't know if we could uh, really keep it going and keep it consistent. I just know Corey and I were enthusiastic <laughs> about talking about Van Halen songs and it seems like on the surface, well, that's easy you just listen to a song per week and we talk about it. How, how hard could that be and it turns out not that hard because look here we're still going and look at that we have people who actually listen and care so we appreciate every single one of you whether you're a new fan a longtime fan or or not a fan but you listen anyway for a strange reason a uh, and I know you're out there uh, but we thank you all the same so uh, yeah
2: I tell you, and Tom's about to go, or sorry, Kevin's about to go on this journey uh, with Queen. Uh, just started uh, this week, uh, the Seaside uh, Pod review uh, coming out. You're spinning a wheel, uh, which you, uh, you know, you still, I still haven't seen that check uh, for the wheel <laughs> rental.
1: <laughs> just what like. we basically did was I thought, you know what? I love this podcast and I genuinely love this podcast so much. Um, so being on it's just a really trippy, weird Honor, Um, but I thought you know I'd love Queen. I should do this with my buddy Randy. I'm gonna speak to Corey and see if we can just literally rip the whole fucking thing off. (laughs) And Corey said, "Yeah, go for it." So it's it's so cool because the format's genuinely so good that you can sort of all you have to do is plug and play the bits. And if you've got any sort of you know any experience with it, it just works because you guys But you guys are still the gold standard for it. So, and again, I told you this. On Twitter, I told you this in person. Um, You got me back into Van Halen. Like I'd kind of wandered away from Van Halen, and this show really brought me back and made me love. And it's actually made me like David Lee Roth a lot more than I used to. So, yeah, <laughs> miracles can happen. Talks about him.
7: Miracles can. Isn't that isn't that nice? But still, Kevin, Corey, and Mark—they're going to sue your ass. It's it's totally. Down
1: the they yeah. can take. They can talk all they want of nothing. You know. <laughs> well, you know, what? I would, except we totally
2: lifted this from Pot of Thunder. It's uh, true. We broke we down the, the Kiss catalog. So. We just added a wheel. That's really all we did. So. Yeah.
6: Yeah.
0: Uh, Corey, you might want to check with Eric, but I think you can find your check in the Van Halen store.
6: Uh, yes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Every Every It's
0: all
3: over yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs>
0: vanhalenstore.com <laughs> Dot com. I'm sorry.
6: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, uh, last week or 10 minutes ago, uh, we actually did uh, we did tattoo from a different kind of truth. Mark, are you curious how the votes uh, currently, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty early into it. Are you curious what the results are so far?
5: I'm absolutely curious, because when we first put up the poll, I think we got a vote within like, what, a couple seconds into it. Yes. So, yeah. How,
2: how are yeah. we faring now? Right now we're at seventy six point nine percent what dreams are made of 23.1%. Ooh. This dream is over. Oh, mm. it's going to be a close race.
4: I bet you that's because of the episode, because that's a polarizing Van Halen song. I think a lot of people would have gone in and given it the thumbs down.
2: I'm actually kind of shocked that all of us were, were uh, thumbs up on it. I, I expected one or two, Scott, especially because he's a miserable bastard. I thought <laughs> he done he was- <laughs> yeah, you sound like my ex. <laughs> miserable
3: bastard!
5: It's such an odd oh, thing. Usually, I'm the miserable bastard on the show, true. and then uh, yeah, but uh, Scott came in to take the slack. So for that, we we appreciate you, Scott. I'm here for you, Mark. Uh, gotta love it. But uh,
0: yeah, when we do the uh, Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited show, I, I'm usually the uh, sort of buffer between Corey and John Mariano, right? So I, I I felt I needed a role here, and I just wanted to take a little. A that pressure off on you, Mark, because I I usually get to
5: take pressure off Corey. So it's just your turn. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. And speaking as someone who has been the buffer between Corey and mariano That's before true. uh several times uh god bless you sir you, you you're doing the lord's work because sometimes <laughs> there needs to be a buffer zone uh between those two guys um but they do make sometimes such a, yeah yeah but they make such excellent uh podcast content so it's hard to be too uh too uh upset about it so oh, but yeah, you pissed
2: absolutely. kevin off so much he left i have to bring it back in here now <laughs> he went on a
0: beer Wait, run don't worry he's either. so weird
1: today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's trying to take my spot on the screen <sighs> oh
1: shit oh. yeah i am found
2: show. himself in the top row now how did that yeah. we got to get kelsey oh, back in the middle
3: hey. i was gonna say i
5: was like oh, damn come square. on now <laughs> <laughs>
2: Now all hey. is right. All is right in the world. Um, you know what well, just gonna give, we're just going to put Kelsey on screen because. Hey! Gonna
6: go hey. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves
2: the show. Fan favorite. There it is. Yeah. Well, if you're tuning
5: in for only part two, I don't know why you're doing that, but uh, if you tune in only for Van Halen News, you should go over to part one because uh, we talk quite a bit about it. Tom says, uh, glad to have the forum talk about the band, keep the Van Halen flag flying. Well, absolutely. We will until we just can't anymore. And then we probably will keep doing it.
2: You know what? Sixty nine episodes. That that's how many nice. songs we have left on the wheel. Then we're done, then we retire. Oh. We ride right off into the sunset. No one will no, miss us. You gotta,
6: you gotta no. Do, no, no, no. No. you gotta
7: do Dave solo. You gotta do Dave solo, you gotta do Sammy solo. Come I on. have wheels, wow. for All Both right, cool.
2: actually. I'm trying to talk Mark into it, so
7: yeah, all series. the
2: live versions.
5: Well, yes, you know, we, versions, y- you know. never know what. uh, we're only going into season two now, so you know, the, there's po- there's possibilities and potentials for a third season, for a fourth, perhaps. Uh, you 69, know? dude, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah not according <laughs> to he's
2: got a good mind, so.
5: It's all up to you guys out there listening and interacting, uh, as well as the people on this panel right here. It's up to you guys. If you want us to keep going, you got to let us know. Keep us going. Let's uh, let's let's see if we want to dive into uh, – uh, I'm going to be honest with you. There, there's some of Dave's solo stuff that I'm just not looking forward to talking about. Come on, like,
2: ladies' night in Buffalo? Come on.
6: Oh, yeah,
5: man. <laughs> I mean – can, can it just be uh, uh, just a gigolo this the whole time? Can we just, like, keep talking about that? California <laughs> girls. California girls, yeah. It's Corno. you know, to talk about that? I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, have you, Mark, have you heard all of Eaton and Smile? Not all of it, no. Great album, so okay. It track. is a wonderful album. Yeah, Another a yes. weak track.
1: And don't forget, you've got you got about eighty-three Sammy Hagar solo oh, albums, oh, so you God. know there's going to be way strong. more Sammy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this is oh, this is true. Girl, you're making a case now, you guys. So uh, I just but, want to talk extreme, like extreme two pornography <laughs> is one of my favorite albums. So absolutely. Look, hey, we'll talk we'll talk extreme
5: all night. Uh, it's just I just don't want to talk. More about Van Halen 3 than I want to. Uh, apologies to Greg or uh, uh, to Gary. So uh, you know, we
2: always have to throw that one in. <laughs> we love Gary. I tried to get him here tonight, but he's got Bingo on Saturday. So
6: make it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs>
5: well,
2: if, if Bingo
5: lets out early, uh, Gary, please reach Can't out. We'll you on the show, even he's if uh, even he if might, you just want to pop in real thing. quick and tell us to
2: fuck off. Like we'll we'll happily take you. Mark Did you and I play? talked he's about Scott, that. Wouldn't it be great all, to get Gary? You. We thought because my, Mike Anthony recorded that nice uh, intro uh, for us, we thought yeah. we could get one from Gary. Hey, this is Gary Sharon from Van Halen telling these guys to fuck off. And then we'll segue <laughs> into the intro. So. <laughs> but, yeah, and Scott, thank you very that. much. I would have loved your podcast during any time period, but it's been cathartic since Ed's passing. And it was really thank Ed's passing that kind of speared us into uh, heading down this road here. So yeah. thank you for that, Scott. Hell yeah. It's you know,
0: when I was, a, when I was getting great. the Uriah Heat podcast started, it was right after or right as I was starting it, two of the, the uh, original band members had passed away. And I think it, it does that. It really helps um, people deal with that because we're spending that time celebrating the things that they created. Mm. And I mean, Eddie yeah. was such an icon that we... we Instead of just mourning the loss, we need to just dig into what he did while he was here. And I think that makes the biggest difference. So I mean the timing of this couldn't have been better.
7: Yeah. Scott, you I love your podcast, by the way, man. It's right. You, oh, thank you. you. You interviewed Mick Box, didn't you?
0: I did. That, that was the day it started, actually. After I interviewed him, I, uh, I said, before you go, I have an idea I want to talk to you about. And I pitched the podcast. And he, got, he just took like two seconds and went, sounds great. And wow. that was that. Yeah, <laughs> That's man. When it started. Yeah. And that band is
7: still Still, that lineup they have now is good. I mean, they're yeah. <laughs> they're like huge in what, is like Norway or somewhere like they're playing
0: ten thousand. Yeah. 000- they're doing all the big European festivals yeah. right now. Um, I know they're trying to schedule a U.S. tour for for next year, but we're all just—they're doing the 50th anniversary that they couldn't do two and a half years ago, and uh, I think they're just doing that. And then, in lieu of the the new album coming out, because getting a record pressed right now is very difficult, they're about yeah. nine months backlogged. Yeah. So uh, once the new album comes out and they start touring for it, we're hoping for uh, another American tour. But a lot of a lot of the stuff they're doing—they're playing these huge like. Uh, yeah. Whacking outdoors and like you know, it just
5: yep. massive crowds. They
0: were talking with the big uh, box, man. yeah, He's
5: the guys are amazing. That flag. Yeah,
6: mm-hmm.
5: but do you think they could be uh, the true? Could they dethrone the true kings of Norway? I'm talking, of course, about Aha. <laughs> could anybody? <laughs> you know I don't what? think so,
7: <laughs> Mark. I would, you know, maybe you know the answer to this because I did hear you talking about Aha in one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just watching. Um, One of the Marvel films at the end, there's, there's a, like a solo acoustic version of take on me. And I'm, I'm assuming it's a singer of aha that did it for the movie.
5: It's, it's with Ryan. It's, it's Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool Deadpool two is uh, the one you're thinking about, Um, I think that is him. Uh, and I don't know if that's him, uh, playing a uh, uh, guitar or piano on it as well but i'm kn- i'm pretty sure that is him at least it doing sounds it. like him yeah sure I'm sounds there. like it and i also yeah. do not know uh
1: when that was recorded
5: it's all from- i know that could be that could be recent
1: it's from mtv unplugged aha mtv unplugged well there you go there it is, is that where <laughs> it's from
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so whatever oh, wow. that was
1: yeah. wow. that's amazing
5: yeah, of I'm course. Really, fa- I'm really well. fast at googling. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. That's cool. Dirty water dog oh all around. Says Chaz. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, and then uh, Mike Green. Here he goes. See Mark and Corey. Dirty water dog. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and of course, we uh, bring up Aha, which is funny because Mark has his Aha tribute band called Uh Oh. Uh, it's
6: Nashville.
5: Yeah. <laughs> All the songs are done in a uh, heavy minor key instead of uh, the major. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> a, it's drab. It's a it's a drab Aha tribute band. That's why it's called that. So uh, if you're into drab, I'm your guy. Well, I'm passive. thinking
7: about launching the AhaNewsDesk.com. So <laughs> I'm ready.
5: So much merch. So much merch There's on there. Lot merch. Uh, we yeah, do really I'm well there. in Norway. It's great. Oh, a lot of Aha <laughs> news. <laughs> So much worse in Norway. <laughs> but there it is. Uh, so. Hey, well, we got to spin the wheel again, right? Yeah, you guys didn't come for aha talk, although we could do that. But uh, instead, we're going to spin another song. There's the infamous wheel. Uh, it, it is real, as you can see. Uh, you guys, we, we didn't fake you out the first time. Uh, and you all have been on the show, so you know. But to the viewers, there it is. Then we have, what did you say,
2: 69 songs left? And did you see what was on either side of "Tattoo"? It was either loss of control or little guitar. Oh. Oh, I can. not
7: even...
5: I'm actually yeah. Kinda
7: yeah, glad.
2: Nice, I'm kind of glad we landed
5: on "Tattoo." To be honest, not no disrespect to the other songs, but like I don't know, I'm glad we got we got to do that one. <laughs> uh because it was a uh throat? kevin got going
6: on
2: kevin hold it up again <laughs> oh. <laughs>
6: <Fuck off>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well manifest it then we're at that point in the show where we're yeah well there you go again. we got we got
5: kevin's uh manifestation here in the show we like to manifest a song that we want to hear
2: uh and you can't pick the manifestation that you had last time
5: Aha, yeah. Good thank you, Corey. So that's uh ooh, that Oh Max is makes me Kelsey. have to think too. You so, know, Max Kelsey? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so many people. But yes, before we spin the wheel, let's manifest and uh try to manifest something different this time. Uh you know what, Corey, I'm gonna start with
2: you. What do you want this time around? Well you know what? I'm gonna pick one that I'm pretty sure Eric's gonna take and that's humans being. Well you
5: Damn it. Love it. Yeah.
7: (laughs) God, that song's going to come up.
2: I would love to talk about that song tonight. So here's hoping Humans Being comes up. Calling my shot. Eric, what do you think?
7: All right. Well, let's go with again. Dance the night away.
5: (laughs) Not again. We said you can't do that. Pick a different one.
7: Oh, I didn't hear you. (laughs) Oh, my earbuds popped out. (laughs) Pay attention, COVID boy. (laughs) (laughs) Does COVID affect you? It does affect your brain, doesn't
2: it? Yes, yeah, probably
7: Fuck off. Quit it with the spank. <laughs> Spanked. Um, okay, <laughs> let's think now. Let's think. Let's think. Let's think. See, I mean I might pick one that you guys already have done. Um, have you done Out of Love Again?
2: Yes, we have. Yeah. Shit. Chris L from Pot of Thunder was on that show.
7: Did you do Light Up Sky?
2: No. No.
3: Oh, that's a that. great one. Yes.
2: Great sky. one. Yeah, Good awesome. poll. Good pull. Mike Green say. wants. I'll wait. I'm okay with that too. Fuck that. Oh, yeah. awesome. All right. Uh, let's see. Heath Ryan, my buddy from Ottawa, says little guitars. We almost hit it on the last show. Yeah, very close. Uh, Heath McCoy, what do you got? Uh, I'm torn
4: here between Jump and Fifty One Fifty. The last episode, Thanks. everybody got me thinking about Fifty One Fifty. I love that <laughs> song, but Jump, Jump. I'll say Jump. Jump is was my exposure to Van Halen. It got me to be a Van Halen fan it was like my Beatles and Ed Sullivan moment.
2: Uh, I love, I love it. So I'll say jump. That's a good pull. I'm convinced the wheel will give us jump on the last episode though. I was <laughs> just going to say,
5: I think it would be poetic that if that, you know, not, not to just like downvote your uh, manifestation at all, Heath, but I would say like part of me kind of really wants the wheel to hold that one off until the last episode. Uh, so we'll, I don't know, but we'll see. If we spin jump, I would not be mad about that. Kelsey, what's uh, what about you? What do you th- what do you want to spin this time?
3: Um, I would love to hear "You're No Good." That yeah. I the way Eddie plays on that song is like it's literally incredible. Um, that or "Push Comes to Shove." I would love to hear that one too.
6: Ooh. Um,
3: comes some kind of like Van Halen that you hear that you don't think you wouldn't think it's Van Halen at first, so.
2: Oh, right on. Good choices there. 5150. Here's one. Ray says, don't tell me what love can do. That'd be all right. We've already done that one.
3: Yeah, I was on.
2: Did we do that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did
3: that. one. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I was so I remember how excited I was. I
5: was. Yes. like, Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> uh, so sorry, bud. Uh, pick a different one because we already did that Here we go. Is <laughs> yes, tonight? Right. Tonight we get run right. around. Right. Yeah, there we go. It'd be a nice uh, one. Well, we know we know what uh, what Kevin is manifesting. Uh, You're.
1: Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Just skip. <laughs> out. I might have been joking. I'm not joking because I think that that will be the best song to play with this group of people. It will be entertaining. <laughs> and it's not nearly as bad as people say it is
5: alright so what's your backup just in case uh, Spanked isn't uh, my the, the choice up,
1: my backup is and the cradle will rock Ooh, yeah. just for Our that guitar intake, tone yes
5: would not be mad at all. Uh, Scott, you got anything? I do. I'm going to go with Pretty Woman because <laughs> I want to see how long it takes
0: us to get through the intro. <laughs> oh,
5: oh, my God. Yeah. That's the God. best part of the song. Even, oh, my the God. Intro. I didn't even think about that. Yeah.
7: But that's a separate track, though, isn't it? Or do you combine it? Is it? The, we'll the, the no, intro I think it's, is called
5: Intruder. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah but oh, we right. play it anyway on the show. If there's a musical right, yeah. sort of interlude before the track, we play it. So, gotcha. So, yeah, yeah, that might have to, oh, man, that will be hilarious, if nothing else, just to laugh. To also, a in
4: way. the video, I think the video has Intruder, right? Like, in Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. Yeah, which is the whole
7: reason that they, they put that on the song, it, because the video needed more music. Right. Because right. They had, there was a storyline, there was a whole, you know. Well, it we'll takes a long story.
0: time to pick out which village person you want to be.
7: <laughs> <laughs> right. So, my
5: So, you know, it's like, about the. I would love to hear uh, Humans Being, but uh, since Corey took it, let me see if I can manifest something else. I'm not going to manifest a particular track that a certain somebody wants to hear, but she actually wants to be here for the show mm-hmm. before we uh, talk about it. So I won't do that one. Uh, love you, babe uh so instead i'm going to manifest let's see i'm gonna do it right now i'm going to manifest right now okay what's the song then it's a good one (laughs) Yeah.
2: from the fuck album they're they're playing the uh
5: everybody take a drink this is the show to do it every time we say manifest (laughs) take a drink cheers (laughs) skull everybody so there you have it uh we have our (laughs) skull we have our manifestations just a whole uh uh junk pile of awesomeness but it's not up to us it's up to the wheel so whenever uh you're ready Corey. whenever the panel's ready and whenever old sammy's ready you just let it spin
2: should i uh, shuffle it again Why not? All right, Eric Senich, pick because you're not a miserable bastard. Pick your favorite (laughs) number between one and ten. Well, he might be today because of the. Yeah.
7: Uh, Pick number uh, three.
2: Okay, one, two, three, and here we go. Here we go.
6: (laughs) Oh, it's almost.
2: no! Why can't this nice. be love, wow. Mark? You finally got it. Nice. I don't. I, I don't was hate was So this. close, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost right now. You, and almost jump. Jump was the other one. Let me bring oh. the wheel back up. Yeah, bring the either side was jumping right now. Wow. Oh wow. yeah. Wow. Oof.
5: Wow. Well, that had gotten really fun. But hey, <laughs> why can't this be love? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> I'm into it. You've been wanting this one since
2: day one, Mark. I have. And can you guess why? I don't know. Because you like weepy ballads? well i am a weepy bastard Did so you only have one testicle is that i one? uh no i got him oh, two. wait uh, is this a but, reveal?
7: i didn't know this wow <laughs> <laughs> hold on right. I'm, I'm gonna this is an article for the news
1: desk hold on <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> Mark and one testicle.
5: <laughs> sad bastard only listens to sad weepy van halen tunes and nothing else that's your headline I the monovol. No man, this is uh this is that prime uh Hagar era stuff that I just I grew up on and that I love. And this is this one of the songs that I know people are gonna go ahead and complain like too much keyboards, this is the keyboard era, it's it's that not my Van Halen like well that's cool, but to me it is it's a it's growth it's evolution they were trying something different and by the by it was commercially successful so say what you want um yeah this is i mean uh, we'll, we'll talk more when we actually listen to the song but uh well it depends on, on. thank you scott <laughs> i had a witty comeback to that and i lost it uh,
6: congratulations
2: go <laughs> Corey. uh what are your thoughts on uh why can't this be love? You know, this was like our first taste of uh Van Hagar, right? This is the first single off of 5150, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, it, it was top five, right, Eric? Yeah, like, yeah, top, yeah, top five. five. Um, you know, th- <laughs> it was the big single off of this album, and you know, hey, I, I don't three. want to tip my hand, so I'm not going to say too much, but um, I was hoping to spin a big hit uh for the live show with all these wonderful people on here, and and we did it. That's fantastic, did. That
5: yes, uh. Kevin Brown, do you have any uh, uh, sort of in, introductor, introductor ugh, introductory thoughts about
1: why can't this be love? I genuinely think this might be the first Van Halen song I ever heard. I think it's I think it's probably the song that sort of made me think well that's interesting and then when I dug back into the band I said, like, oh they're not that at all like because it's so different from pretty much everything else they'd ever done so I won't tip my hand either but yeah it's fucking awesome. I love this song. <laughs> There you go. Uh, Kelsey, how about you?
3: Um, I love this song. So it wasn't like what I was expecting for us to get. So I'm super pumped.
2: Hell yeah. Not everyone's excited. excited.
5: (laughs) Chaz says meh. (laughs) Well, you might think that at first, but uh, I don't know. Maybe the discussion will uh, kind of give you a a new perspective. Who knows? We'll see. Or you'll continuously go down the meh uh, rabbit hole. Uh, Heath McCoy, I bet you don't think this song's meh.
4: I, I actually, I, I, I don't think of it as a weepy ballad, actually. I think, I think it's just a solid pop song. I've always really liked it. I think it's one of the best Van Hagar tunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like probably tip in my hat too much. Uh, uh, and 5150, it took me a while to, to more, I, for a long time, I thought the fuck album was the best Van Hagar album, but I actually think the, for, the further along we get from it, I think 5150 was Pete Van Hagar. I, like, I think it's a great song.
5: Peak Van Hagar, indeed. Uh, Scott Haskin, you familiar with this one? I actually know this one. Uh-huh.
0: Um, I don't know the song very well. As soon as it came up, I'm hearing the chorus in my head. So uh, I, I've never really sat down and, and focused on the song. So I'm sure there's a lot I'm, I'm going to learn as we go through it. But at least I've got some familiarity with this one.
5: Well, you can't learn about uh, Van Halen songs whatsoever unless you actually have an expert. So Eric Sinich, I gave it to you. Uh, your thoughts on Why Can't This Be Love before we get into it?
7: I'm a huge fan of the song. This is... I became a fan through 5150, the album. So, I mean, it, this This is... Yeah, it's a pop song. It was a huge hit, but there's some interesting stuff going on here musically. I mean, there's some... There's some cool stuff they're doing, man, especially when you get to the, the certain sections of the song, which you're hearing Alex doing, and the, on that scat part with Sammy, you know, you know, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But there's some interesting stuff here musically. I mean, it's... Yeah, this is... And he was having fun making that song. There's no, there's no question. This is, this was him breaking free of, of the chains that uh, held him back for a while. He wanted to make this kind of music.
5: Well, you and, heard it here from an expert. Yeah. Van Hagar equals fun. Yeah. Shocking. I mean, I get
7: why the long, t- the the old school fans weren't gonna dig it because if you want, if you want that, you know that that hard rock, you know, guitar led Van Halen, this isn't gonna be it. But, Right on, my
2: green. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let, let's go around the horn. I brought up setlist.fm. How many times do you think Why Can't This Be Love" was performed by Van Halen? Let, let's oh. see who gets closest Ooh. to the oh, uh, correct man. number without going over. Uh, let's start with Eric, since you probably have this memorized, but what do you got? Well,
7: all combined, um, oh, let's see. I'm going to do a quick math in my head here. I'll say...
5: We were told there would be
2: no math. This is Corey just going off. <laughs> There's also um, no editing, so pick a fucking number.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. My number will be 1,000.
2: 1, 1,000? Okay. Kevin oh. Brown, what do you got? What How many times do you think this song was performed live by Van Halen? God, I don't know how many gigs they played. Like, oh, I'll say 600. 600. Okay, Kelsey.
3: Um, I'll say 2,000.
2: 2,000. All right. Keith McCoy.
4: Wow. Did, did Van Hager play that, that 1,000, 2,000? Uh, that's <laughs> what I was wondering, yeah. Well,
3: yeah, like, yeah. Would, well you got to think about how many tour dates they have. 86,
7: 88, 91, 93, uh, 92. Math, Math. I'm like sure five. Van Hagar played at
4: every Van Hagar show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's great. I'm going to say
2: 650. 650. All right. Scott Haskins I think Kelsey might be right, actually. He might be closest.
0: Wow. The, the number that immediately popped into my head, not to one-up you,
2: Heath, but I'm, I'm going with 683. 683. Okay, oh, wow. right. Mark and Meyer, what do you got? They played this song 535 times. Damn. All right. I'm going to tell you right now, only one of you did not go over Mark Meier is the closest. According to setlist.fm, they played it 591 times. Ooh. Wow. And
5: whoa, 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 I whoa, whoa, that whoa. was a total guess on my part. I didn't do any research. At <laughs> yeah. That, I swear. I'm,
1: I'm pretty sure that makes me closest. I went I over. Said without but, going over. Oh, is that? Oh shit! Sorry. This <laughs> is right rules. Yeah, this is right man. rules. Right yeah. All right,
5: cheers. <laughs> What, uh, Corey? Did would
2: you have had a guess uh, before looking at the set list? You know, I would have said probably four or five hundred. Hmm. Uh, I wouldn't have been closer to you. Chaz said two eighty. He's way out. So. Man, I just thought. Sorry, Chaz. <laughs> more than that. And, and Gary did sing this one uh, on the VH3 tour, oh, yeah, so yeah. that added to the total. Now, in yeah. total, by 20 different artists, according to setlist.fm, 1,036 times. Oh, wow. And that's Van Halen, Sammy Hagar, Sammy in the Circle, Sammy oh. the Wabos. Oh, okay. Warren Zevon did oh, yeah. it five times, apparently.
1: Warren really? Zevon?
2: Yeah. Why? I need to hear that.
6: <laughs> Me too. Wow. Me too. How many times
7: did Roth? Uh
2: perform. How many times did Roth play this song? <laughs> Can anybody guess? That, yeah? It's exactly No, was it zero? Okay. <laughs> Roth has been a covered a lot. Keyboards, I heard. Roth's not a fan of uh He
5: uh he only did the uh that little scat interlude. That was it. Because yes. Roth was just like, well, that's the only thing I, I think I can do Sammy's, but well, so if Sammy's.
7: Well, the story is he was going to put Bozy Bozy Pop over that.
5: And- <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he need, need needs more flair, man. He needs more flair. I need
2: some. I know you've been looking forward to this one. Do you want to kick it off here? Uh, oh, you want me to... Okay. Give uh, us a classic kamire intro to this song. All
5: right, you guys. We are diving into 5150's Why Can't This Be Love, a Van Halen, Sammy Hagar-era classic. So take it away, Sammy and the boys.
2: Whoa, whoa! Is this up for breakfast?
7: I know i was gonna say it. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there, Corey. you went.
6: Well, and I, I always like that. Though. I up for like breakfast that, is though.
2: the spiritual sequel to "Why Can't This Be well, Love." They is. have the same intro, right? But you know, less good. <laughs> Very much less
4: good. I always Very like that that heartbeat. You know, it sounds like a heart. Yeah, just a speeding up heartbeat coming. I uh, really
2: love it. It's yeah. the Godfather Three to the previous two. <laughs> <laughs> if Godfather Three were a steaming pile of shit, you would, yeah. it would be. I <laughs> something mean, last awesome, time you watched Godfather Three? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just saw the Coppola cut, so it's not that bad. I oh, I, uh, cut, well, so there hmm, you go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Heath. Go ahead.
4: I've always been in love with, uh, as a drummer, I've always have loved what Alex is is doing on this song, and I've never been able to get the groove right nope. ever. Like it's such a cool groove, and it's just such a unexpected, and it, uh yeah, I, I absolutely love Alex's playing on this whole record, and I, yeah, this. Yeah. I had to say something about
2: the drums of this one. Well, th- and uh, we have a ton of uh, drummers on this panel. I think we can all agree. <laughs> Alex Van Halen, like the unsung hero of Van Halen, right? Like, um, easily top five drummers in rock and roll for me. Yeah, I love he, that little. He's section. fifth, <laughs> and Scott haskin is fourth. So.
1: Ah, <laughs> <you. Nice. laughs> One thing I don't know, because I play keyboards too, and I grew up playing keyboards before I started playing drums. Eddie Van Halen does not play keyboards like a keyboard player. No, nope. He plays mm-hmm. it and plays them like a, a rhythm guitarist or a lead guitarist. He just, and it's, right. the keyboard parts are really hard to play just because right. the way you would stab normally, he doesn't. So they're really kind of it's, really yeah, complex. It's Is the more complex than they sound, they sound like, right? It'd be
7: cool to isolate just his keys
4: on this. Yes, it would. It's, it's fun to follow him as he's playing inside of the verses. Yeah, it's cool. That, that's a good point. Uh, 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 with what you said about the keyboard there and at uh, uh, this song out of all his keyboard parts it, uh, is is the most indicative of that i think
1: actually yeah 100 percent, very much like yeah
0: was there any reason he didn't use like a, a rolling guitar synth instead of a keyboard it seems like that would have been a more natural thing for him to record with
7: yeah good question don't know do not know the answer to that one
2: yeah i'm not sure no, I wonder, though, like, is that a heartbeat beat. on Romeo Delight? Is
1: that the best vein? Yeah. I, yeah my I, I, <laughs> I Just in answer this, Scott, Scott, though, I think that, like, the, those rolling keytars, they're, they're performance instruments, right? If you're recording, you keyboard players are not going to stand up because it's such a freaking awkward, weird... You've only got your right hand anyway, so I think they, they're right. going to sit down, they're going to play. That's what I would suspect would be the answer to that. I don't know. But.
0: That could be. <laughs>
4: introducing things with sammy coming in as sammy they needed to reinvent their sound they needed to reinvent the band this was the ultimate single they could have come some people say it should have been a heavier one like good enough or something like that i think this was the perfect single to kick off van hagar the the van hagar era because it was like a complete reinvention of of, of, of the band and it's it's uh and they're coming out of the gate super strong with it and very poppy and appealing to a whole new audience too
2: there yeah, it is. Was, a, was it a little bit of a middle finger To David Lee Roth because he hated Eddie wanting to play keyboards right it Was a little bit of a fuck you to, to David Lee Roth I don't know
4: if it was I always think that Eddie was just going there anyway Like it doesn't matter yeah. if Roth wanted to jump He had all weight I just think that it, maybe he was even more un- unencumbered Because Roth was gone And so then he just go crazy with the keyboards And that's probably that Yeah yeah
7: Because yeah. like, like Sammy said Eddie had just a ton of music on just cassettes all over the place and they just pop in cassette after cassette and then i like that oh stop there hold on rewind boop, boop. then he hears this yeah <laughs> it's just we got to do something with this and you know like he said as soon as everybody heard it like mo austin and warner brothers everybody's like i smell money
6: <laughs> you know
7: <laughs> it's a hit yeah but you know it's, it's not a forced hit it's not it's not like hmm, let's see if we can come up with a hit single here you know it's just eddie being eddie this is what came out of it
0: well, and it it shows that that beauty and simplicity too, because so far we're not hearing like any real technical prowess. We're just hearing something very simple and direct. And when you're transitioning, you know, a major part of the band like a singer, uh, you have to do something to win the audience over pretty quick. So I think it was it's it was a good release because it's a song that a lot of people can identify with, both vocally, lyrically, musically. Uh, it's it's one that you can't help but to tap your foot to or your finger or whatever you're going to do. So i mean i don't know the other songs on the album that well but i would say this was a good choice to kind of introduce
2: sammy and say here's what we sound like now and i know it was bugging mark for uh you know the wussy ballad he wanted to hear but this really isn't wussy ballad it's got some backbone to it
6: mm-hmm.
7: yes it does tom brought up a good point there It just flashed up on the screen how dave hated keyboards right but yeah. listen to skyscraper
1: Yes. <laughs> you know, just like Pirates. Oh, and
2: Come Crazy on, from the I Just like Pirates. <laughs> yep. And then didn't Eddie say the MIDI pickups didn't track his playing well? They're better now, but they had issues early on. Is that true, Eric?
7: Didn't Eddie say that the MIDI pickups didn't track his playing? Oh, I, you know what? I, I can't for sure they're better now, but they had it. Yeah. Possibly. We'd have to look that one up. I don't recall that,
1: but. Damn it, Eric.
6: Yes, guys,
1: like down. Get out. Right you. <laughs> I don't know. Blame it on the COVID. Would that have been MIDI though? Because it sounds like he's playing an M1 there. It's just that's just a core M1 that I think he's playing. On that mm-hmm. isn't it?
0: That's I, what it sounds think like. We're referring back to yeah. the the question I asked about using like a rolling guitar synth, that the right. the MIDI pickups didn't didn't track his playing on that. Mm. Like maybe that's he tried it and just didn't work for him, so he switched to keyboards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think both of us trying to get in there. Heath. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. You go ahead. All I was going to say was that I love that big stop on the drums. Oh, and the the... stop, yeah. Yeah. The pause. Yeah. There's no fill. Yeah. There's no fill in there. He's not doing anything. <laughs> it's just that wait, and then yeah. you come back in. It's that little half. so. That's just very, very cool. Great arrangement. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the ar- that's a, the arrangement is fantastic on this song.
4: Um, I, I know. I was going to say. I know. I bag on Sammy's lyrics a, a, a lot. Um, and this one, I mean, it's it's pretty simple. It's just a pretty simple straight ahead lyric, but I mean, but it, it works. It works perfectly for the song, you know. It's not it's not clumsy or or kind of cheesy like like I find some of his lyrics to be. And it's not, you know, and he's not doing the, you know, he's not overthinking it either this time. It, it's it's just a perfect simple poppy lyric, and, and 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 Sammy's great for that that sort of thing as a solo artist. Down with Van Halen, and I think this is perfect for that too.
0: Is it my imagination or is the, the bass drum when it starts with the the keyboard riff, is there a time that it comes in a little bit early and then the rest of the time it's on time like and then the rest of them are on time? This is why it's so hard to
4: play. Like, it, I, it, it
0: feels like it's like like it. like, like yeah. almost like a swing style like, like Ringo would have played it where it's just got like a little bit of a shuffle or a swing to it.
4: I can't figure it out, and I never wow. have been able to. Yeah, just- yeah that—that's Alex. Yeah, yeah,
7: man, mm-hmm. that's the jazz background. That's mm-hmm. that's you hear it in a lot of the a lot of those tracks. Again, this is a this is a pop song. It's a huge hit, but it's some really cool cool musical moments in here. Man. Oh, yeah. This is you know. It's funny when, a- you did,
1: when you when you dig into any of these big so they're just big. commercial We think radio songs, commercial songs. But they're technically proficient. There's a lot of there's a lot going on there that you've, you when you sit down and really listen to it and isolate different parts, they're very very cool. It's not just a throwaway song that's been very carefully arranged and it's been practiced and rehearsed. And they thought, well, if we play it this way, what happens? If we play it that way, what happens? If we bring the drums in here, what happens? Like it's all deliberate. That's you can you can tell that's a very well produced song. Yeah. yeah. A lot of
4: people, a lot of Alex takes a lot of shit on this album from a lot of people because it was so electric. He had that electric. Thoms. Yeah, and I've heard him get a lot of shit for that, but yeah. I think electric sits suits this album so well, and it suits this song, like mm-hmm. with Eddie's synthesizer and Eddie's keyboards and everything. I mean, it just yeah, it, it just fits. It's
2: seamless. You know, well, eighty five, eighty six, electric toms were quite popular at that time, right? I was about to say
7: okay, so yeah. I mean. That, it, yeah, it's not like he was the only one doing it. Um, you know, listen to Phil Collins on oh, yeah. Invisible yeah. Touch,"
0: or listen to Duran Duran on anything. Anything. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Chaz agrees. It's, a, it's a, It yeah, is it's, a tough song for a drummer it, it, because it's not on the beat. And and weird. I like that. I like that for a a song that's released it commercially for it to have a little bit of a feel like that to it too. Because normally you think it's it's got to be like right on so everybody can tap to it and dance to it, but I I like that it has a
4: little bit
5: of a a throw off.
4: Yeah, no, there was nothing like it else like it on pop radio at the time. It really stuck out.
5: It stands apart from uh, what your typical like pop song, what even back then might have sounded like, uh, which you know it's Van Halen. They they have to stand
1: out. Mm I only found out from listening to this podcast that Alex Van Halen isn't universally acclaimed as a great drummer. Yeah. Because I just... Go try play his fucking stuff. Like, it's... Yeah, if you think it's easy, you go try and play it. it yeah, the this,
5: this show has been, I've, I've mentioned, the show has been kind of a wake-up call for me personally on how uh, I have viewed uh, Alex's drumming. But there are still a lot of people out there that think it was like, yeah, Van Halen's great, except for their drummer. And it's like, like fuck off. Yeah.
2: I remember try years ago intro, one of my- Try playing the intro to Hot to Teacher. Right. Oh, yeah. Remember, You got yeah. the double bass, and then he kicks in with that kind of swing groove. Like yeah. It was...
7: Years ago, one of my friends
5: said, you know, he
6: just sounds the same
7: on every
5: song. And I'm just like, oh, God, <laughs>
6: are you kidding me? No. Oh. Oh,
2: That's not <laughs> like, you're thinking of Lars Ulrich, my dude. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, I was like, yes.
2: I'll tell you're you what. Metallica shade on my live show, <laughs> Mark and Mark.
5: I love Metallica, but it's true. It was a I lot
0: had... easier for me to learn the drums to one than it was for me to learn Hot for Teacher. There you yeah. go.
7: Yep. Oh yeah! I had had one of my old program directors say that Van Halen has the worst worst rhythm section in rock and roll (laughs) again. I didn't Everyone. want to get fired, so I
2: just said, uh, uh, <laughs> You're no. like, I don't, You don't listen. To very gonna, very like, get out of my office. Telling me you, you listen to Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. exactly.
4: Every once in a while, I hear journalists kind of make that that claim, like, "Oh Alex Van Halen is just an unspectacular drummer," and I never <laughs> like have you moved? Really okay. like, like, you don't like music, trying, do
3: you? But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what to listen for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: That's the right. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right, yeah. let's keep it going. Yeah. <laughs>
7: It sounds like Eddie also has a synth bass line in there.
1: A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah sitting over sitting over top, I think I think it's doubled, right? Probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think I figured it out. I could be wrong, but I think he's hitting the bass drum on the uh of the previous beat.
1: Just, the one, uh, the one just and, on the one, on the one, the
0: end, uh, ah, instead right. of on yeah. the next, on the two. I think that's what he's doing, but only on that first pass, it sounds like. <laughs> then the rest of them are on, on the beat. So it's just that one measure that throws it off.
1: And we're getting, again, we're getting super it's drum so geeky awesome. with three drums on it, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen. He does that all the time, though. Like, w- there's so many songs like that where you, it's like, fuck it, the timing's off here. I don't know where. I can't find the counts like it's just so, and it's four four so it should be super easy but it's not playing it where a drummer would play it right yeah right Alex says
4: yeah. that constantly about yeah it. that's where he gets mm. 100 percent. the solo and jump the the break and unchained <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's, it's oh my good. god I used to play in a like in a band and we tried to play jump and we literally had to change it because the drummer couldn't play it
6: <laughs> <Wow>.
3: <laughs> yeah because he couldn't figure it out I was I was like <laughs> Yeah, just Alex
7: Van Halen. Crazy, yeah. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't think. That did say that about the Brown Sound. It's not his guitar. It's Al's snare. (laughs) (laughs) Al's sound was that. Really, was the Brown Sound? Really, is.
0: I can see that. It's usually yeah. either the drummer can't play jump or the band can't figure out where the drummer's at.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> both. <laughs> Pretty much.
5: It's never that's, the drummer's fault. <laughs> never. That's funny because I felt that real hard. <laughs> you
7: got to think about those Dave years. So much attention was, you know, everybody's eyes and ears were tuned into what Dave and Ed were doing, and then during the Sammy years, it's, you know, Sam, Sammy and Eddie, and, and Sammy with his voice and Eddie just being Eddie. That Alex, a lot of times, just nobody was really focusing on what he was doing there. But I, I, I love the the, the the. I always bring up that solo and jump. That might be my favorite yeah. example of. It. I mean, here's a pop song. You know, listen to what he's doing there, man.
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll admit to being one of those drummers that in a band that that fucked up jump nightly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, hey, Tom's it's part of the experience. healing process. Listening to the, the entire you, catalog you. and really <laughs> trying to listen to the individual parts, and I recommend you do that because yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah.
7: You, you know, you there, there, was a, there was a there was a young kid who just put up a video, and he's he's a super talented drummer. He must only be like nine, ten years old, and he did jump, and he just they they just skipped over that part, of the soul really? part because it's like you know <laughs> he's, he's working <laughs> towards that. You know, it's not like it's it's not like you just sit down and play. You know. <laughs>
0: Are there a lot of Van Halen isolated tracks out there? Yeah, there are quite a few.
7: I mean, yeah, you could find them. Particularly with the first album. And I think maybe all of Fair Warning is out there. But like drum isolated tracks? Oh, drums? um, Yeah, somebody just put up... uh, In fact, yeah, I I found... Somebody put something up on YouTube on the songs from Diver Down and did a great job of of just splitting everything apart where you just hear the, the, the bass and the drums. And, and, I did put it up on the news desk and I was blown away by, it, especially on, um, uh, boy, what was the song? Hang em high. I was thinking, and, hang em high. and they isolated just, and, and my and michael anthony too like what he's doing on that song but him and alex together they just yeah. isolate those two together so look for it, you'll find it it's on I will. YouTube. will yeah, i highly really
3: recommend cool. listening to eddie's isolated guitars too like his oh, guitar tough. tracks it's yeah. like life-changing so yeah. definitely do that if you haven't
2: outstanding I have a new favorite comment here. One of my favorite things about all 52 mm-hmm. shows of yours now is every episode, Alex <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hill appreciation pod. He
7: yeah. deserves it. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, deserves honestly, yeah. he deserves
2: it. Yeah, if he's it's not, not Alex, gonna, he's, he's
7: not going to be me. the one that's going to go out and tell you that. He's just you know, he doesn't doesn't want to talk. He just keeps to himself, and he'll talk to some inside. He'll talk to drum drummer magazines. He'll do all yeah. of and but he's not he's not interested in um, taking all the credit or being a star.
0: So maybe he doesn't really hate Sammy. He's just not talking to anybody.
3: I mean, it could be. I <laughs> hey. Here, no. He probably I know doesn't we're even talking have about the space jump for
2: it. tonight. But here's a, maybe a hot take. Tom says I like the keyboard solo and jump better than the guitar solo. Hey, I don't know if I disagree. wrong that. with
3: that?
5: Nothing
2: wrong with
1: that. It's a good solo.
5: That. Both of them. It is, Both of yeah. them are great solos. Yeah. It's
1: literally All the right. only key. It's the only keyboard solo I can play.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what song All are we right. doing tonight? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're doing this one. Let's get back to Why
2: Can't yes. This Be Love. This it's not what it takes. So tell me
6: why can't this be love? You won't stay for the heart. Tell me why.
2: all right oh, this, guys, i was
3: about to get into that
2: <laughs> i fully expect kelsey to sing along when we get there but
6: Mark, you've been suspiciously
2: quiet during this song i can see you kind of grooving out there what do you think which one you you're Mark. oh me yeah i uh, yeah really I'm,
5: I'm here i didn't hear you say mark so that's oh. why I, I wasn't sure um yeah, I'm grooving because this is like a fantastic it's a banger. Song. It is a banger and it's a <laughs> banging Van Hagar era like song. And don't you tell me he can't write lyrics. Look at this. Listen to this beautifulness of what he's singing right now,
2: man. Come on. <laughs> Only time will tell if we stand the test of time. Uh, that that, that lyric is, is is mocked quite a bit.
5: Simple. I didn't mind it. I don't mind that lyric.
4: You I don't can mind it either, it but that's want.
5: actually <laughs> hilarious. You can mock it all you want, but if you take a second of time to analyze it and then be like, oh, you know, yeah, it, there's beauty in its simplicity. <laughs> And he's not wrong.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, like totally, dude. Totally. <laughs> no, I just Only
3: time will tell. We stand. And, I, and you time. know, listen.
1: This, on
7: this night, we do have to change our clocks back an hour, so I think nah. it's very timely that only time will tell. We <laughs> well, well we you guys do. In <laughs> schedule, yeah. We don't do
2: that. We keep our clocks the same. But I just looked this up. We oh, uh, do. That's uh, right. The Daily Telegraph named this the eighth worst lyric of all time. That seems. Yeah. like Oh come wow. on. The eighth, really? Eighth. Yeah.
5: Eighth
1: top ten worst lyrics. Uh, I
4: remember Cream. Lowland has an album.
1: As long I, I, as Nickelback Rockstar is number one, I don't. I don't give a <laughs> <laughs> I remember.
4: I remember, <laughs> I, remember when, I remember when that David Lee Roth and Van, Hager, Van Halen split up, and, and I remember Cream Magazine had a whole whole issue about about the the rivalry and all that kind of stuff, and I remember them going off on Stammy's lyrics. From 5150. Yeah, that, that Why Can't This Be Love was one of the ones they, they came after.
5: Disrespectful.
7: How no. dare they? This is the man who wrote Dick
4: in the Dirt. How dare they? <laughs> 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 Dick <laughs> in the Dirt. Mark, Dick
5: in the dirt. I met this all man named Richard. <laughs> Look, okay, I'm gonna do a separate show where I break down some <laughs> horrible David Lee Roth lyrics, and yeah, and then you're all gonna see, you're all gonna, you're all
3: gonna uh-huh. witness. <laughs> all <right>. Now continue. <laughs>
2: Just to piss everybody off, Eric. On the last show we did, we talked about Chuck Klosterman and his list yeah. of he ranked the Van Halen songs this was last
7: it was he put it at yeah. the bottom and he was like he was trying to prove a point by it right There's something he wrote in there to explain yeah. why it was at the bottom but uh,
6: that's
2: ridiculous yeah,
7: yeah.
2: <laughs> no no love this song here we go. Celine De La- Celine Dion laughs at this. <laughs> well,
5: you know she doesn't write any of your lyrics, so yeah, that's good.
3: <laughs> Boom.
7: <laughs> Let's see, that, you know, Sammy comes up with lyrics like mine, all oh, mine, and and he's taking hits for that. You know, the guy can't win. My God. You know?
2: All right, Kelsey, get up to the mic and get singing. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's it,
6: that's all
7: you get <laughs> All right. What is that right there? I've always wondered. You hear a little, do you mind hearing things? It's, it's, and you hear something it, like is is it, if somebody is,
1: is it a reverse it... symbol? Yeah, from is the electronic percussion. I was thinking. Probably.
7: Cool. Yeah, it I've sounds cool, that. but I, I've always noticed that. I'm going to yeah, back it up. Let's listen
2: yeah, let's yeah, yeah. pick it up on it. Yeah.
7: Right there. Oh, that. Uh...
2: I thought they knew it. Yeah. It almost sounds like a reverse symbol, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's
1: what it is, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, a short one, though, more like a splash, maybe.
1: But yeah.
4: again, yeah, something
7: yeah, like totally. that is so cool, man. It's just like, a little
4: flavor. Alex is great for that stuff too. Like the little like in uh, uh, "Out of Love" again. He's got that ding, pop, you know. He's got that. that yeah. He's got yeah. that.
6: Little
2: thing.
4: He does yes. cowbell, and then he just oh, does yeah. almost any cool, Van
2: Halen like, song. He's doing something different, like on a symbol
1: or on a hat or something,
2: yeah. just, to, mm-hmm. just to mix it up. Yeah, and really creative.
1: You know, it, it's all one right. of those things. So Tom Petty, when they recorded Wildflowers, they, when they did their org chart for the song, so you write every song you've got, uh, the vocals complete, uh, the drums complete, uh, the keyboards complete, blah, blah, blah. And then the last column on that album was fuck shit up. And so that's almost <laughs> one of those things where it's that thing. Well, what can we add in just to change the dynamic a little bit and to give it a little bit of extra sauce? And that little reverse symbol, that's something that's probably yeah. like, you know what, that would work yeah. really well here, right?
7: Yeah. Well, Kevin and I praised uh, Stan Lynch when I was on. <laughs> and Stan did all that stuff.
1: So start looking in the right place with LinkedIn. You can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today.
4: Stuff with the symbols too, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Love them. Oh. By the way, this break we're going into right now is the coolest. Like the way it, yeah. the way Alex is playing it, the way it, just the whole the way the whole the whole thing. So yeah. Really.
2: yeah Here we go.
5: I love love the doubling and just the the noodling of Eddie and and Sammy just going back and forth on that. And then uh, uh, the echo of that.
6: That's that's like,
5: like, look, look at us having fun and playing together. It's like anything you sing, I can
1: totally play. It's, great. it's like, we, You know what we haven't talked Hell about yeah. a lot on this episode? We haven't talked a lot about Eddie Van Halen in terms of his guitar playing. No. A lot of drums, because we've got a lot of drummers on here. We've talked we about do. Mikey. We've talked about, you know. But my God, I mean, on a simple song like this... The stuff that he's still putting in there, just the little detail pieces that he's putting in, just yeah. to kind of move the song around and mm-hmm. to not let it sit stagnant. That's while option.
7: also just showing restraint and he's not over the top, he's not
1: hundred percent Yeah. Oh yeah. But this is
7: this is what I want to ask you guys, you know, guys who musicians play guitar. When it comes to solos, there are very few guitarists that when they play a solo, they really feel something Mm -hmm. it's because you're so exposed you're just out front and every note matters and a lot of times some of even the best guitarists out there i'll hear a solo i'm like "Eh." but with that it was always every single note was perfectly chosen and the way it was played and to me it seems like the solo is the hardest part um in terms of again you're just front and center and it's like Show me what you got, because it's a song within a song. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that as musicians. Every, every like, like, a lot of yeah. times I hear guitars it almost sounds like like their their hand just freezes up when they're just trying to, you know, like I got to play something here. It's just like, what are you doing? You know, you don't even.
5: Yeah. Every note. Solo all together. Every note that Eddie plays in a solo is is very much purposeful, and right. that comes with the fact that I mean he's the key songwriter here. So, like, he already knows the structure of the song. He knows what, I mean, this also comes from a guy who is uh, a master guitar player who knows his fretboard. He knows where he needs to go for every particular note. And he's also uh, a dynamic musician with, you know, all sorts of, he knows exactly what's going to keep you interested because he's trying to keep himself interested. He doesn't want to play something boring. And something that's just gonna you know fall stale, but it's like, well, it sounds okay with the song, so whatever, it's easy enough. It's like, no, 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 he wants to put a little flair on it because he wants to show off a little bit. It's like, he wants to remind you who he is, and the yeah. fact is, like, I can do this, and like, and I'm gonna show you how uh, how artistically I can do it, but yeah, bad, but I'm
4: like so many shredders from you know the, yeah. what it came to in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's not just look how fast I am, look how amazing I am. It's it's like yeah, everything is meticulous, everything is soulful, everything comes, it, everything's there for a reason. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, know, like in a past in a past life, I was a rock critic, and I was surrounded by other rock critics, and I remember them, the, the, you know some guy telling me at one point that uh, that Eddie Van Halen was whidley widdly. It was just another, like as if he's oh, come just come on, give me a like, break. You know, well, there's no, there's no soul yeah. there. Like, give me. Yeah. Wow. That's why I'm no longer a rock critic. I couldn't handle
7: it. Yeah. In that song. era, you had a lot of guitars felt that they need to shred. And again, like it's it's like they're trying to play so many notes, it almost sounds like their hand just locks up. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, like, yep. what are you doing? Let Don't me even tell bother. You
5: shredding is easy like that's just the, that's just a, a technique to learn you can learn yeah. that yeah you, you have to be musical to actually make your solo stand out and sound musical you just have to have that okay. uh, shred, shredding
7: is like an offensive term to, to guitars right that's kind of <laughs> yeah. like yeah. some of them some, some
4: don't like well shredding yeah. is like kind of too simple
5: it's yeah it's that because it's, it's like if you're going to if you're going to call yourself a shredder it's like okay prove it because yeah. like now, like if you're going to use the terminology, it's like, all right, now you're setting yourself up for failure. Because if you don't shred and like prove that you can do it, then you know.
6: Yeah, you I, I
7: just, I, I hear, I hear almost like Miles Davis, the kind of blue type of feel with Eddie too. Like he, he will let things breathe. He he will yeah. uh, explore the possibilities of playing less at times it's not like he's you know like that whole like the comment he's here
1: like he's just like it's like are you fucking kidding yeah. me yeah. are you fucking kidding well me? and that's only ever non-music are you sure you're that? listening yeah, to the right guy exactly guy? yeah well and yes that, I did. that's why a
2: guy like vinnie vincent never did it for me because i think vinnie vincent is very much just a, yeah. look how many notes i can play oh, or vernon I mean, that, even right the,
7: that clip of him on stage when, when he was with kiss and paul stanley's like dude Stop. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? But you know what, what's crazy is, and then Vinny has the ability to write a song like Lick It Up, which is perfectly simple, cool mm-hmm. riff. And even the solo in that song, he pulls, you know, but yeah, he felt that need to. Just go off on the guitar. Yeah, that was so funny. Paul Stanley it drove him nuts.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> as it, as oh, it, it just doing... so happens, I did do a uh, this... recent uh, podcast on Ingwe Malmstein speaking of oh, yeah. Shredders.
5: Yeah. I was just thinking of Ingwe. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I,
0: I think there's a couple different components to it. I mean, one, how comfortable you are as a player. Yeah. Two, how comfortable you are with the song. And three, letting the song speak to you in that moment. What is it making you feel? And just letting that come out in your solo uh there are guitarists that plan a lot of their solos and most of the time you can tell but if it's if it's somebody who's just playing in the moment and i I don't know about eddie i don't know his stuff well enough to know how he did it but uh at least initially and sometimes they'll do that initially and then they'll take that and refine the solo to you know to make it more technically sound but if you're just playing in the moment and letting it speak to you and you're comfortable with your playing you're going to come out with something that people are going to feel.
7: Yeah. Well that's what I mean Eddie was really just roll tape, let's play and see what comes mm-hmm. out. Yeah. That's like Sammy said, you know, he showed up and it's like shoeboxes of shoe boxes and shoeboxes of tapes everywhere. And Eddie's just like oh
0: all right let's put this one in <laughs> whereas you like, like, he like, you know, like jimmy hendrix who would say okay yeah. that's what i played now let me layer 10 other things over the top yeah, of yeah. that so that you don't yeah. even hear what i did initially and uh I, I like you know i like guitarists like eddie and like richie blackmore who just i didn't plan it i didn't write i just played it and that's what you get because i i yeah. identify as a musician but also as a fan of music it makes me feel something and if
1: the song doesn't make me feel something why am i listening to it right yeah yeah. And it's that thing, like I was going to just say that, and to build on that, you know, Eddie's always recognized he's changed guitar in forever because he popularized and sort of perfected finger tapping. So when everything, you know, followed from that, but what he did was like most guitarists, and Mark, I'll maybe just get you to back me up on this. Most guitarists, if they're soloing, they follow patterns. They've got certain phrases and certain scales are going to play around and they'll change things here and there, but it's going to sound fairly similar no matter what they're playing. Van Halen didn't do that. Eddie Van Halen plays a solo, and the solos that he plays, they all sound different. They've all got these weird little twists and licks and turns and things that you're not expecting. So, like you said, I think it's that thing of, well, how do I feel when I'm playing this? And it was never the same, never the same thing twice, right? It wasn't right. written, and I'd like a written solo. Eric Stewart from 10CC, brilliant guitarist. All his solos were meticulously written, but to get someone like that who can play at that speed, that precision, that tempo, and that rhythm and meter, but change it every time, it's it's just it gives you a different sort of hallelujah moment I think as a listener, right?
6: Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. All right, guys, yeah. we've got hours and hours
7: of oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember,
2: there's <laughs> a song it's we're a... covering here. Let's listen to a little bit. <laughs> <story.
6: laughs>
2: mark i know you love that vocal delivery there don't you of course i
5: do everything on that sammy does on this album is just gold
6: <laughs> yeah
2: yeah name a bad you. track oh i guess inside but name a bad track other than inside off of 51
4: <laughs> I, I like inside i like the, <laughs> the you know, Yeah, that's cool Yeah, had the groove I, the lyrics are kind of goofy and it was like it was a goof
5: or the whatever they were doing let
2: me rephrase
5: everything sammy does vocally on 5150 is gold i agree (laughs) musically inside was great yes
1: yeah oh gotta love it Makes you, know, you think of simpler times. You talk at Mark though. I know that you're a huge Sammy fan, as am I. But mm-hmm. It's funny that this is the lead single from a new era of Van Halen, but Sammy never cuts loose on this one. Really, yeah, he doesn't no, get into doesn't that mean. big. Yeah. He's not into the big sort of screamy. Dave Lee Roth can't do this shit range. He's just sitting in that in the pocket and just delivering something that you know again suits the song, right? It's true. He uh, he waits until you get to the fourth track before he like really kind of like lets yeah. loose and
5: shows yeah. you exactly how. Uh, No, no, uh, dreams. Uh, when he, when he just lets his vocal range, just go, you know, pardon the pun higher. And, uh, (laughs) uh, I mean, and that's, that's a credit uh, of course to, you know, the producer as well, but I mean, uh, yeah, he's kind of in this song for sure. He's that's, that's Sammy holding back. Like, think about that. Like listen to what he's doing vocally in this, which a lot of, prime in their 20s vocalist i can attest to this cannot do any of those things. cannot yeah. cannot do it cannot yeah. hit his notes cannot hit his range and this is sammy holding back That's so
7: 38 uh, 38 years old
5: <laughs> right <laughs> see i man mm, i'm not 38 yet but i still i am close and i can't i yeah, i don't know that I, I could hang with a lot of early A car vocal stuff just a baby, just a baby Mark.
0: You know, though, there baby. is the possibility that he did record more, and they just edited it out when they did the master mix. They might have yeah. said, "You know, this yeah. is going to be a commercial release. Let's have yeah. it dialed back a little bit more straightforward. We'll save it the gems for the rest of the album." I mean, I, I don't know that that's the case, but there always is that possibility. Tom is not a fan of the lyrics. Are good enough.
5: I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight you on that one, Tom. But whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, I'm gonna hazard a guess here. I'm gonna. I'm going to predict here. Let's everybody on the count of three, give me your up or down. I have a feeling I know which way this is going to go. Somebody might surprise me, Eric Senich. I'm looking at you uh, to see which <laughs> way your thumb goes. i about on the count of three. Everybody give me your vote. I'm going to play the sound clip once. Here we go. Three, two, one. <laughs>
0: If Eric had voted that down, I would have blamed
2: COVID. (laughs) Another unfortunate side effect of COVID. I can't appreciate Sammy Hagar. Can't Uh,
5: appreciate Sammy Hagar. Dude, I have so many
2: great
7: memories to that song. I mean, like Mark was saying, simpler times. And uh, my God, uh, so many Van Halen songs. But that one in particular, just like every time I'd hear it come uh, either on the radio or being in a bar and somebody plays it on the jukebox like myself. Yeah. yeah well how where did that come from but no you know but you know what's cool is every time i pop it into the jukebox i always love like just everybody in the room was grooving to it you mm-hmm. know no matter if you're a fan or not they knew the song and they're grooving to it
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's love best. everything about it
1: great yeah. fucking track uh you yeah. have words on it well, I just kind of feel that we ruined it for Kelsey because he just wanted to listen to the song and groove. We all we just spent like 30 50 kilometers. minutes talking about minutiae of, you know... Kind <laughs> <laughs> of drum geek talk. Boring assholes, you know.
2: <laughs> well, no, uh, so, no, like, I don't I, give a fuck about the snare. Play the song.
6: Kelsey,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, so you had the floor to uh, speak, speak about why can't this be love.
6: Um, well, rooted, I, I mean,
3: too. I was just... Ja- well, yeah, because, like, I'm, like, always worried. A, I have a dog over here, so sometimes she just, like, barks and, like, I would hate, so... <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, I know. Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So just in case, like when I'm not talking, I try to do that. But also like you guys, you guys were talking and I'm just back here listening. I was listening. Like I was chilling and like, I don't mind. I love hearing like people. Cause like I know what I think about it. I love hearing what other other people have to say, and like what you guys break down. And it's interesting what you guys notice about the song versus like what I noticed about the song. And I was just grooving the whole time. So <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I love this song. I it's it's a bang- it's a banger.
5: It is indeed a banger, Heath.
4: I I remember when Van when Van Hagar came out and split happened in Van. I, I I had mixed feelings right because i'm <laughs> a total roth guy they were my band i was so excited i loved them i loved everything about van halen with roth and then they came out with sammy and even at the age of, what was i 15 16 even at that age i remember you know not thinking like ah this is not dave this is not dave what's going on here but but even then i was like this is a great song this is an undeniably great song i've always thought it and uh, yeah i still think it today
5: There you go. Uh, Scott Haskin, uh, words on Why Can't This Be Love? Well, uh,
0: I don't have a dog, but I do have sea monkeys, and they're usually pretty quiet. Uh, they, they're not. They're not big enough to to make a sound. Yeah, uh, you know, I I dug it. It's a, it's a cool song. It's got a good feel to it. I like the keyboard. I don't think it's too intrusive on the song. I think there's a really nice balance of keyboard with the guitar and bass backing it up. The one thing I noticed at the end was that Alex switched to, uh, you know, from the hats and ride, he switched to a crash cymbal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I normally don't like a lot of that, but I think they mix it in well because a lot of times it just cuts through the mix and and it hurts something else in a song too much Uh, but i thought they balanced it really well so kudos to the engineer on this one too oh yeah for sure
5: so uh for me yeah yeah, there you go uh for me yeah this song is uh, it's just nostalgia in all the best ways because it uh helped this song is one that helped kind of inform my uh, fandom for van halen in the first place so Uh, A lot of love there. That's probably this song is one of the reasons why I probably have more of an affinity to uh, to the Sammy era. Just and not to mention, just from a technical standpoint, vocally he's better. I'm sorry, he is. Uh, But uh, I just this song in particular is kind of what brought me to the side of, of Van Halen in the early days before I like really started to doing. It uh, really started to do the deep dive. Uh, so I will always be grateful for that. And it will always have a special place in my heart. Um, and I mean, what else can we possibly say about it that we haven't already said, but uh, Corey, any final thoughts on <laughs> nice Kevin, any final <laughs> thoughts on uh, why can't this be love?
2: Tell you what, I just got back from a bathroom break, so I don't even know what the fuck you guys were talking about.
5: <laughs> Tell us why you love this album and why you think Sammy's a superior vocalist.
2: <laughs> he is a superior vocalist. He's got a better voice, but I love 5150 is one of my favorite Van Halen albums of all time. Uh, aside from Inside, I can't pick a bad track on it. Uh, this and Fuck are my favorite uh, Sammy albums. Uh, this is a perfect song. It's a perfect ballad. It's a perfect. You know, it's got a little backbone to it. Love everything about it. I put the Twitter poll up. Currently, 100% what dreams are made of. Wow. Uh, Damn, everybody right. agrees with us so oh, far. Wow. So.
4: I've never uh, seen 100%, yeah. I don't think.
5: It's, I don't it won't think it's last, happened, but, you know? yeah, yeah, it's great that it's there now. Yeah.
0: that's interesting for a song that's you know so well known and commercially successful because a lot of times like like you were saying earlier mark people just get sick of hearing it and they're like i don't like this mm-hmm. song anymore and they'll vote it down just because of that so that's yeah. pretty cool but mark uh, i hope by the time the show's over you'll pick a singer that you like better than the other one
5: i mean you're so <laughs> on the fence <laughs> <laughs> I,
6: don't
5: know how you feel.
3: I know it's, it's really
6: frustrating
3: <laughs>
2: apologies to gary <laughs> that's all i'll say oh here we go i disagree with clausterman i think this song is a good bridge between the Van Heel and era, yeah. So yeah, I would totally agree with that too.
3: I have a question. Yes. Do all of you remember when this happened?
2: Did it, did it
3: cut off did it today? did it cut off, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It did cut off. <laughs> do all of you remember like when this happened like when they split up because i was not alive so
6: <laughs> so i'm very but like i
3: mean like i'm very curious to hear like what you guys like were thinking and like what this in- song had an impression on you like when it came out after obviously because like I, I didn't pissed. get to experience any of that. Yeah, so that's what I'm curious about.
1: We should pissed. we should totally go we should totally go around and do this because I think this is a really interesting part of. That's I mean, why I, it'd in. be an yeah.
3: interesting discussion, and I would love to hear yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: who
0: wants to start? Who's, Who's gonna start? wants to start? <laughs> I've the smallest sure. story, so I'll I'll start. Oh, okay. uh, I I knew who Van Halen was. I knew like Jump in Panama. I, I heard they split, and I went okay. And then I heard they were getting back together with Sam and I went, okay, uh, that's interesting because I knew Sammy's solo stuff a little bit. Uh, and then when I saw them at Monsters of Rock uh, would have been with Sammy, they, they headlined in Denver and uh, we had planned on leaving before they came on. But we stayed for a couple songs and I went, okay, and then we left. So I, even back then I was the most
2: medium Van Halen fan ever.
3: Love.
2: <laughs> Kelsey's making us all feel old. Go ahead, Heath.
4: I was so invested in the whole thing. Yeah, I was pissed. I was I was so invested in the whole thing. I remember having some kind of altercation with some guy. I almost got my ass kicked over it. I had some kind of <laughs> altercation with the guy and I was 15, 14 years old in and and, and, and and he was telling me that it had happened and this was before the internet and everything. You didn't know. You didn't it's right. something you didn't know. And he said that they broke up and I said, "No, no." And I remember we had an altercation and he was bigger than me. I almost got my ass kicked.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when someone like, told me eddie died i literally went nice try
4: <laughs> yeah. it was like,
0: MTV and cream, like cream magazine and i think heavy metal or, or there was a hit parade i think was another one And like if you didn't read the trade magazines or you didn't watch mtv uh you really would not know
4: what was going on in the music yeah. world at all yeah 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 right and the news came late always too right Cause because because yeah. of the way magazines came out you know mm-hmm. a month Monthly. later after the news or whatever right like yeah, yeah.
0: Or if you happen to catch the DJ in between songs yeah. when they announced something, it was it was not yeah. easy to get information back then. No. Fuck,
1: we're really showing our age, boys.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
6: wow.
1: <laughs> What'd you say, yeah. Sonny? Because <laughs> <laughs> for me, like I I think I talked about, with, uh, about this with you guys the first time I came on the pod, was to me when I got introduced to Van Halen, it was my my best friend uh, from high school who passed away a few years ago. And it, I only knew Van Halen as Sammy Hagar, because it was 5150, OU812. And I think, well, I think maybe OU812 came out and said, "Listen." to. So when I heard David Lee Roth, I'm like, oh, what the, f- who, is that like, is that Eddie Van Halen singing? Like, who, who is this guy? He's like, oh, no, they had a singer before that. It's the way he said it. Oh, yeah, that is like for seven albums, and he was the guy who started the band. So my introduction to it really colored my, um, the way I listened to Van Halen for so many years and again, I'll say that this podcast really reintroduced me to Dave Lee Roth and has made, made me listen to him as a vocalist. And yeah, okay, we talk about that and we say Sammy Hagar can sing rings round pretty much any rock vocalist for a few. But you try to, say, try to sing Dave Lee Roth vocals, they're not quite as easy as you not think they not. are to start. You can sing the notes and you can get the pitch right, but not mm-hmm. quite the same delivery. He's a very soulful, bluesy, weird kind of singer because he's not it's really singing. a singer. He's a showman, he's a barker, he's a carnival guy. He's not really a vocalist. So it's, it brings this different weird energy to those songs, right? So Kevin called David Lee Roth a carny.
5: Let it be known. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is
0: that what it is, Kevin? Because usually when I try, it's just like, are those really the words?
5: if it if it makes kelsey feel any better uh 5150 happened a year before i showed up (laughs) yeah so by the (laughs) by the time i know i know i told you uh by the time i was versed in van halen at all they are to me they had two singers already and that was because my parents had told me hey this is that same band you were listening to just with a different singer and like wow okay okay you know, it, right. I'm a kid, so, you know, I don't I don't know any better. Uh, other than that, it was just kind of like, I don't know who I like better. I, I don't I'm not thinking of it that way. It's the same band. It's all it's the same. Yay. You know, it would later when I became uh, cynical and uh, kind of a ornery bastard that was like, OK, now I have opinions about everything. And right. this is the, this is anyway. Um, but it's still Van Halen. That's the thing. Like we, we say Van Hagar and that's kind of like a fun little jab in a way, but like, it's all Van Halen. It's the same band of a different era and 5150, uh, was just a sort of wake up call of like, Hey, here's our next era. Uh, but we're still the same band. Like it's still unequivocally still Eddie and Alex. Mm -hmm. Um, you you can't deny that. Um, you know, be pro, roth all you want be pro sammy be pro gary like michael green over there uh that's cool good for you you still can't deny that it's still the same band uh just of different eras so that if there's nothing that we can convey at all in the show except for one thing let it be that
2: now before uh, eric gives the absolute perfect answer to this question i'll just jump in real quick (laughs) and uh, i'll echo the sentiments of both tom who said I came into Van Halen with 1984, so I wasn't mostly invested in the Switch. And C. Erickson, one who said, same as Tom, I'm a Dave Eric guy, but I got into Van Halen right when the split happened, Mm -hmm. and I was too young to really care. Uh, I was 10 uh, when 1984 came out, and that was my introduction to Van Halen. Uh, So I was 11 when 5150 came out, and I didn't care. I just liked both. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I barely remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, much less what I was doing <laughs> when I was fucking 10, but uh, I, rem- I remember loving like the big three from 1984 and that whole album, and then really loving 5150, so when, when you're 10, 11 years old, it doesn't really matter. Now, Eric is, I believe, going on 73 years old. He might have a little <laughs> different perspective here uh, on yeah. the Switch. Maybe let us know. More. Yeah, I mean,
7: the two <laughs>
6: phase.
7: Just... <clears throat> there, there was this idea that Dave officially left the band on April Fool's Day 1985 and that never was the case it was never really it was never officially announced it was one of those things where in July or August of 85 uh Rolling Stone had interviewed Eddie and Eddie just oh by the way um, we're looking for another singer Dave's out Dave wants to be movie star (laughs) what (laughs) <laughs> and, and nobody, Rolling Stone, never thought to do a huge article on it. I mean, this was the biggest band in the world. So then, Sammy shows up at Farm Aid, September of '85, with with that
3: great performance. One of yeah, my favorite and, and performances. So now people are
7: like, "Whoa, something's not right," and uh, you know, and and then eventually there's a new album with Sam. I mean, eventually it hits, you know, it's now it's, it's, it's out. Radio stations are talking about it. It's in print. Sammy's the new singer of Van Halen, but it wasn't like, it was never official. So for me, I was, uh, 14 when, when this was 13 or 14, when all this went down, I I wasn't into Van Halen yet. So it, it didn't matter to me. I just remember, uh, I just remember, Wow, Sammy Hagar's the same, room? you know. That's the I can't drive fifty-five guy, right? You know. <laughs> but I was a kid, you know, I was I wasn't I just hadn't jumped on board yet. I, I it, it just didn't register. And then when I was and then when I was uh, and when I was in high school, my friends were just banging on me like, "Man, you got to hear this band. You got to have." Like, I know who they are. They who they is of course I hear the songs on the radio. I know who they are. You know, I know the hits. Oh, you got to You got to go deeper. You got now. I had. I have an older brother who had the vinyl the van one and one two and children but but i that was going to be you know that that wasn't going to happen yet i wasn't going to be exposed to the day area yet i what i did was i my older brother my, my other older brother my next youngest had uh the sammy stuff he had 5150 he had ou812 my friends had those two and I remember the summer of 88 hearing when it's love constantly. And I said, okay, let's give it a listen. And I listened to 5150. And that was the first complete album I listened to by Ben Hillman, And my mind was blown. It was just fucking blown. Like I never, I never felt anything like that before. It was just a high. And I just, I just, I flipped the cassette over again, played it again. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this is amazing. From there, I was just going back and listening to all of the Dave errors because my older brother said, "You got to hear this." Drops the needle on one, and then he drops the needle on two, and I was like, "Oh yeah, man, this is cool shit." But it never—it was like, like what Mark was saying—it never, it wasn't like this chasm between Dave Aaron and Samir for me. It was Van Halen, and look, I wanted Dave back in the band because I still—I love Dave to this day, a huge fan. I loved his solo shit. I loved Even and Smile. I loved Skyscraper. And I'm like, I know, I just wish I could have been, you know, old enough to have been there during that period, man. you know, the nostalgic feeling or the, the nostalgic or more was like a mythology. Like, what was it like? You know, there was on YouTube. So it's like, what the fuck was that like to go to see? Then healing when they were in their prime and fucking Dave doing the splits off the stages and Eddie just
3: I agree you know, <laughs> fucking fire, you know?
7: but I but agree. again at the same time it was you know the shit they were putting out was standing you know, loved loved it mm-hmm. and you know then went to see them live and all that but uh, yeah it was it was it's odd how oh by the way it was when Dave was out you know because mm-hmm. I don't think he ever my my feeling is he never. Thought that Eddie was going to go full out at an hour. We're going to just go. We're, we're moving on with Van Halen. We're not. He thought. I think Eddie was just going to do his own thing, do a solo project, not call it Van Halen. Which is why Dave made it clear that the Crazy from the Heat EP songs were sounded nothing like Van Halen, and that was his whole point. Was like, I'm not trying to. Uh, I'm not trying to get in on that. This is going to be me on the side, and it's going to be clear. It's it's a solo project, and, and then we'll just go back to it. He told Letterman in January of 1985, We're going back into the studio in like a month or two. We're going to go back together, and everything's good. And so, and I just I don't think he ever saw that coming. How could anybody expect that? I mean, we've had Back in Black with Brian Johnson, and we saw what, right. he, what happened there, but that's like an anomaly. So he had to have been just like, don't worry just i'll do my thing i'll put together eat them and smile they do their thing whatever they're going to do and then, then 50, when 50 comes out and blows up and it's a huge hit now you got now you got a war going on between the two sides and it's on and that was the drama that that there was that whole holy shit. what did dave say about sam what did sam say what, and what 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 you know and then they have these documentaries on mtv rockumentaries you know and they make comments about and it. Was funny because you know Eddie used to be like you know back with the old singer, he wouldn't even say the he wouldn't even say his name. You know, like Sammy said, that guy they 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 wouldn't even say Dave's name. I mean, he would he, you couldn't even bring him up. And uh, yeah, man, it was just it was a it was a great time. I, I tell me, Kelsey, you admit, I mean that's the one that you admit, like for me. I, I it's it's how I feel about the Dave era, or even how I feel about the '60s. You know, with with, with Woodstock. What the fuck was that like
6: yeah you know? mm-hmm.
7: i mean it was van hillen was it there was no band bigger than them you had guns of roses and you had yeah all that but nobody was as cool as that fucking band was that the music it, it was just apart from everything else that was out there all these guys you know doing all this shit you know, it was the the, the the music, powerful, and that feeling of a concert, a Van Halen concert. Oof, man, I got the fucking goosebumps just thinking about it. The fucking hair rising right, you know. up. The summer '84. Like when 30. the lights go down, and you hear Alex, and then all of a sudden, where is he? Where is he?
6: And
7: your fucking head come out with that guitar. You're like, holy shit. And you know, it was like when they came to town. It was like the fucking the whole town shut down. It's like we're going to see you know. Mm-hmm. It was it. it was insane, it, uh, you know. So when it all went to shit in the late in the late nineties, that was that was like this isn't happening. This is not. this is so weird. And then people mm-hmm. talking shit about Eddie and the, how the, the, the Van Halen three album sucks. All that. Wow. What the. Fuck? And then all those years went by where nothing was going on. What? Oh, he's back. Hold on. no, after the ninety six thing, I remember that. He's like, did you see people go ape shit in that, in that crowd at the MTV awards, Mm -hmm. you know, and that goes to shit. And then it it was this long, dark period. And it was like, it was like in denial, you know, I got my Van Halen tattoo when they were at the fucking lowest peak. My ex-girlfriend said, what do you want? I said, I want a Van Halen tattoo. And it was like 2004. (laughs) And the guy, (laughs) the guy was putting it on. He's like, oh, you're a fan, huh? Like I could tell, like, he's just like, who likes them anymore? You know? Wow. Yeah it is respectful. But in the day, man, everybody, everybody that, that was your age knew who Van Halen was. Yeah. yeah. They knew.
2: And that's why but it's crazy. To, to me, and maybe the other old guys on the panel, but this whole divide between Sammy and Dave, Kyle raises an interesting question here. Are there ever any never Sammies out there that eventually warmed up to him in Van Halen? In my experience, the one hundred percent Dave guys never did. No, like, it, it's so split, it, it's crazy to me. No, it's it's yeah. If you go,
7: I mean, when you look at the comments on VHND, whenever we put up something on Sammy, the vitriol towards Sammy is
6: yeah, it's crazy,
7: mind-boggling.
3: Like it really surprises me. Yeah,
7: you know. And then you put something up on the reverse on Dave, and just the hatred towards Dave. Yeah, I mean, it's and and that's been the part that's the problem with the legacy of Van Halen is that you've got this fucking elephant in the room that's just like, you know, that's why this tribute can't go forward. It's probably yeah. Yeah. you know, like Sammy said, Dave probably doesn't want me there.
5: It could be you know, an amazing sounding group, but nobody will care because everybody will shit all over it before hearing it. Yeah.
7: Right. Like, like, yeah. And think about Ed has to deal with that shit all the time. And that's why he stopped doing interviews. He got sick of it. Yeah. Because like he was trying to he's just doing what he wanted to do. He 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 did appreciate the fans, but you know at some point, you know it, it, he's gotta he's gotta try something that he wants to do I mean it was really his band I mean really him and Al started that band and it's in the name um, yeah you know and, and and then when van hill and three bombs, it's like you know guys, give him a break. I mean every fucking great band has has an album that doesn't do well. Let's mm-hmm. relax, but it was so vicious that he just said I, I'm not making another album. That's what he, like Wolfgang was one who said, let's do an
4: album. Otherwise Eddie was just like, why? Why bother? You know, why bother? The frustrating thing about Van Halen, they've been, they've been, yeah, they should be regarded as one of the greats. And I think, I think in today's generation so much, they're not. Or the last couple generations, I think. And, and they've, and, uh, and it's because they, they they've really done a crappy job of caretaking, being crappy caretakers of their legacy. <laughs> no,
7: yeah. well, again, there's there's
4: no Brian May and Roger Taylor with Queen, right? There's no exactly. There's no Jimmy yeah. Page like there is in Zeppelin who always yeah. keeps yeah. it alive. Well, Jimmy Page is another. Yeah.
1: Well, Corey, we, talk, we um, talked we talked about don't this tonight, right? We did, yeah. But legacy, absolutely, yeah. 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 And you know,
7: every that, that's the thing. The argument is you can you, you can look at it. I guess, two different ways. There are people that just like, get pissed off at that. Like, come on, Al. You know, what are you doing, man? Let's go out, yeah. you know, go out there and do re-releases and box sets and do this and do that. But if he doesn't want it, he doesn't want it. It's, it's But I, yeah, I mean, it's really up to us, the fans, to keep the legacy going. It's, it's shows like this. It's, you know, it's it's sharing the music with other people. And yeah. I, the, the, the night that Eddie died, I remember this kid was... I, I went downtown and, and I went for a walk and there's this kid on a bike. He must've been like 13, 12, 13 years old. And he's, he's playing Van Halen music, just blasting it. And I don't know if it's the first time who's ever listening because Eddie died. Now he's, you know, <laughs> the interest is there, but you know, that, that's the shit. This music won't die. But, but um, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's no, there will be no, there will be no, we will rock you movie. There will be yeah. no, that's the problem you can't have like if you had if you have a fucking tribute like taylor hawkins or what they did for freddie mercury when he died you know yeah can, can you imagine what it would what, what it's going to feel like if it ever happens when you get that like just the whole crowd say they're, they're playing at uh, who knows play somewhere like you know in la you know where they're home they're home california like the whole stadium just screaming chanting eddie yeah. Eddie, yeah. Eddie. At the end, you know, everybody's up there. Take a picture of Ed. Fucking tears will be coming down my face, you know? Mm-hmm. Eddie, everybody's face. You know? Streaming down my face indeed. at the Wembley
2: Show, the Taylor yeah. Hawkins, when Wolf got up there and played the three oh. songs. Yeah. Yeah. So,
7: hey, do we want it? Yeah, but... yeah.
2: I like this comment here as if Sammy we'll held see. the band hostage and forced Eddie to play keyboards and only write <laughs> exactly. 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 Yeah. yeah. Halen Bros imagine him, Sammy Hager with a gun to Alex Van Hill and said, you got to play electric guitar, Right. And you uh, got to play keyboard and let, let's yeah. fucking go. No, that didn't. Well, I,
7: Sammy said that, he goes, these
2: are the songs that were brought to me.
1: Yeah. He didn't write the music.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: well and yeah. and two i mean it's it's fair to say that every time you change out a band member of any position they're going to bring an influence and a slight change in the music yeah you know when when steve Morse joined deep purple they started right. doing things in odd time signatures because yeah. Yeah. richie was like a four four guy and, and there's nothing wrong with that but that one influence changed the music, so they get a different singer they go this is the sound that we're going to have and they write in in you know observance of that, it's going to change the way that they write the music. Those things are just very natural progressions. And the problem with the fans is that they expect the band to always be exactly the same. They don't want them to grow. They don't want them to experiment. I like this album. That's what I always want this band to do. And yeah. they can't reproduce the same thing album after album. It's just going to happen. But a lot of people, they just can't handle that. And then they find reasons to start picking the band apart or it's because this guy came into the band, so he's the problem it yeah. isn't the fighting that led to the first breakup you know like that caused the band to split in the first place it's the new guy yeah. because they they's changed direction and it's very unfair to the musicians and it's very unfair to the fans themselves because they're not being open-minded to giving the new music a chance because they've got that preconceived it's not what i wanted it to be so i'm not gonna like it and the band's yeah. already fighting an uphill battle with those people
2: you know that's a really good point yeah. i'm gonna give you the middle square now
6: <laughs> nice. I'm
2: bumping Kevin down to the bottom. He's not contributing enough. Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs>
6: oh, he was agreed with me.
7: <laughs> that leads to the question: What what does that band owe the fan? You know, Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. What do they owe? I mean, if 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 you've put in the time to to record an album and and make these songs and you, you worked your ass off, uh, and you go out there and now that people are buying that product what more does the band owe you i don't understand yeah. wh- no. why 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 did why like why why is it a problem that metallica makes an album called lulu with lou reed and and, and, and okay so it sucks and and okay but why is that what why why is that offensive to you
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like,
7: it's like why like what, what is it they owe you yeah.
5: Yeah, Yeah. like
7: you almost want to like shake somebody. Like they don't owe you that much. You don't know these people. They're not, you know, you're not. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't owe you
1: anything. They they put uh, they put art out there, and you engage with it, or you don't. That's the end of it. It's it's, it's just that simple, right? If you don't like, there's loads of stuff by Queen that I don't love. There's lots of stuff by, I don't know, fucking U two that I don't like. But the stuff that I like, I engage with. That's that's what you do. You don't say, "Well, well that yeah. sucks." or oh, that's their fault, and I hate them for that. It's Such nonsense.
7: Or during those during those years when when Ed was in that dark place, right?
1: Yeah,
7: it's none of our business. Yeah. So then the assumptions are he's sitting on his ass all day. He's all we we've read all the comments online. Lazy. <sighs> what are they doing all day with their time? Hey, his mother died. He got cancer. Yeah. His fucking band blew up even if none of that happened, what if he is just going through a period?
5: Right, yeah. It's in, like, in,
7: other, in other words, they were just yeah. like, you know, literally there'd be comments, you know, he, he owes us an explanation or he owes us another album. And yeah. What's he doing? Like, no. no.
1: You know what? <laughs> Honestly, if Eddie Van Halen had only ever written that guitar part for I'm the One, in terms of impact on music, that's fine. Culturally, yeah, that guy's a legend just on that one song. So whatever very, else yeah. he chooses to give us, just you should just probably the, the, say thanks for that. A you got me square, kid. Kevin. That was a good point. This was a
7: shy kid who 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 was not walking <laughs> around like on the shit. He was, he, you know, he he he, uh, he drank to get up on stage. This is all, you know, he yeah. He had a lot of things that were going through his mind. A lot of things he was pissed off about, bummed out about. Who knows? But that's his business. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah. It, it, it was sad to see, like, the comments on the on these message boards as you get into the early 2000s and stuff. And, and I'm sure that, had, that he must have been just like... Because I know he did say at some point to somebody, like, why, why bother? I think it was the... Uh, I think it was the 04 tour around there with the Sammy. Like, they wanted to make a full album, and it just... He was so angry, you know? And, and when somebody's angry, there's something wrong. Like, how, how some somebody like empathy? Like, something's not right. Like, if this guy was a sweetheart of a guy for... 40, 50 some odd years, and now he's angry all the time. Worry about him, like, something, yeah, like right. Do you need yeah. something, you know, instead it was more like, you know, let's push him out on stage and let's, yeah. Yeah. that's, that's where with Sandy. It's like, he was a mess. He, yeah. Like he couldn't even, he couldn't even, uh, couldn't figure out what he was playing, uh, you know, like some of the songs and why are you putting them out there? Course,
2: you know, the business.
1: He, it's the, that's the business though. That's why it's called show yeah. business, not show fun, right? I mean, that's the old yeah. saying, so. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. I don't know. Just, was, I in yeah. radio uh, met Eddie on that 2004 tour, and Alex was just apologizing to everybody because Eddie was, you know, really yeah. drunk at the time, and like he'd pose for a quick picture, and then he'd fuck off. And Alex like, I'm really, really sorry for my brother. You know, he's going through really, yeah, yeah. It was it's heartbreaking yeah. to hear that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm.
7: And, and Alex went through that. He 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 beat it a long time ago. He stayed sober, and uh, for him to see that. Um, yeah. The, pro- the pressure
1: that was on eddie i'll tell you there's something I, one, one thing i'll, I'll just i because mean, i think we need to lift the mood here what i was going to say was <laughs> yeah, another introduction to Van Halen for me was live without a net mm-hmm. oh, and to me rock yeah. and roll sometimes gets bogged down in sort of taking itself a little bit too seriously when you watch that video that's just four men on stage playing instruments singing songs and having a fucking great time I'm doing it yeah. And it comes across. That's not faked. They're not putting that on. They're just they're playing it and having fun playing those songs. Oh, and yeah. to me, that's what Van Halen is. That's it's that band where it's like, this is just fun to listen to. Yeah, you know, yeah, even, Spank, even Pleasure Dome, even though it's about seven minutes long you know, or seven <laughs> years long, whatever it is, it's still <laughs> so just a bit of fun. Like it's you can connect. Know, with it. It's, it's right. all fun. It's it's, yeah. it's the
7: sound of fun. It's the sound of youth. Yeah. It's it's. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, man, just catching a buzz, getting ready to go out with my friends and had to hear Eddie's guitar, had to hear yeah. Sammy's voice, had to hear Dave's voice, had to hear... and it was
5: Is the key word. Yes. Uh it's not it's not show fun, it's show biz. And Van Halen was both show biz and show fun.
2: And that is the kind of show we like to have is the fun (laughs) one. You guys before you wrap, Mark, before you wrap, somebody left a comment here. I want to see if anybody gets the reference because I do, and I love this reference. Let's see if anyone else gets it. Chaz says, You can't have Salamato's Van Halen. Does anybody know what that's from? Because I do and I love it. I'm um, lost. I feel like I should I should know this. But I, I don't anyone? No. Eddie and the cruisers. Oh the Michael Paret
6: movie. <laughs> Is that why? Eddie and the cruisers
2: him, in that movie.
5: No. <laughs> <a> <laughs> Well, that's why we're on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network, because Corey brings you deep cut references that nobody <laughs> understands, but, yeah, but he does, and that's what makes
2: it Watch special. It. It's a good movie, but <laughs> on, the gonna bring us up here. We, on the dark side, yeah. it, we, we have a poll Haffer. up right now for both these songs, and I'll bring it up here for everybody here. Uh, Tattoo is 78.6, what dreams are made of. 21.4, this dream is over, but why can't this be love? 85.7%. Uh, of 14.3 uh, yeah, this they year is over. They, they we are. had a tweet from John Mariano. It oh. was me. Happy anniversary, boys. Son of a bitch.
1: You busted Mariano, you busted.
7: Uh, <laughs> I just, what was that dude from the 007 movies uh, underneath there? What the hell was that? Was oh, I sent him
5: a gif of, uh, Happy oh, Gilmore, yeah, Mark said of that. the guy that plays Jaws bending the golf club in <laughs> half. From uh, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yes, from Happy Gilmore. Uh, that's a threat to Mariano. He knows why. <laughs> One of these days. One of these days.
0: When the next backtrack's uh, Aerosmith revisited podcast. We go to record. If Mariano's sitting there like a pretzel, bent over his microphone, <laughs> I'm gonna know. i gonna know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I sad have to say, could be here tonight. One one thing that's really cool about like the bands that I grew up with, being like you know Uriah Heep, Deep Purple, Yes, uh, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, like going and seeing those bands live now. It is just fun on stage. You know, Mick Box walks out on stage to play with Uriah Heep. The smile is on his face from the time he walks out until the time he leaves the stage and probably another hour after. These guys are doing it now because it's just what they do. It's fun for them. And I, I wish we would have been able to see Van Halen get to that point because I think that as they would have gotten older, and you know all those arguments and all the little things and all the fan comments would have just subsided, and they would have just been out there doing it because they wanted to. Yeah.
6: Oh, well, yes. Oh. <laughs>
2: Here we go. Oh. Corey's oh. oh. gone no, really go I got a third in me. Let's do this thing.
1: Oh, man. No? Yeah, I'm in bear run.
2: would be uh, that uh,
5: always leave them wanting more, Corey. That's, okay. that's the saying, isn't it? So, call. Call. so, on that note, you guys, we did it. We have made it through the anniversary, the first anniversary of And the Podcast Will Rock. We did it it is done and uh with that i we, Corey and i could not have done this without the uh support of people including those on the panel so please uh let's go around the table you guys thank you f- for joining us so much tell the people what you got going on plug your stuff anything you want uh who's got the floor heath mccoy you got the floor buy my book pain and passion the history of stampede wrestling uh uh, Corey
4: I remember you said it wasn't available it, I found out it's because because uh, of covid everything's coming back late from the printers but it's still in print you can get it on amazon uh ecw press you can get it and I'm on twitter van heathen uh van heathen i'm van heathen on Twitter van ecw man ecw is good there you go ecw yeah.
7: is cool man yeah, yeah. all right uh, Mr. uh Greg Renoff, I think
4: is under ecw he is in Canada yeah
5: yeah yep. Well, we wish Renoff a, a speedy recovery. Sorry you couldn't join us on the show, but uh, you were here in spirit, my dude. Uh, Kevin Brown, tell the people.
1: Yeah, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Tom Petty Project on my new thing at Queen Seaside which is my queen podcast. But you know what? Just go follow these guys. Follow everyone else on this podcast or on this, this show because they're all way funnier than I am and they're much more fun to follow on Twitter. So go follow Kelsey and Corey and Heath and Eric and Scott and everybody else.
5: Well, uh, Kelsey, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being uh, uh, our, our resident uh, rocking lady. We appreciate you as <laughs> always. Uh, tell the people what you got going on.
6: Uh, oh, she, you're she, you're she, unmute yourself. On. <laughs> okay,
3: hello. <laughs> <laughs> you um, I told you. You said it's it's late here. It's past midnight for me, so. Um, but I'm Kelsey Van Halen, pretty much anywhere—TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, one more thing I want to promote: I right after Eddie died, my friend asked me to make her a playlist of like all my favorite Eddie songs. So I have one on Spotify. It's called Eruption. And if any of you are interested, I can tweet it if you're like curious to hear more Van Halen. So, yeah.
2: Yes, please tweet it. That'd be great. Do it. Cool. There you go. Do that. That's awesome.
5: Uh, Scott. What do you got going on? Oh man, Uh,
0: okay, well the easiest place to find me is probably my website, scotthaskin.com. My website will be getting a huge update tomorrow, but currently, I have a book trilogy coming out later this month. My band Era Patches, our album just got released this week. A R A P A C I S. Uh, it's on Bandcamp now. It will be coming out in uh, CD shortly. And um, yeah, uh, my podcast, Uri Heat the Magicians podcast, and also the Haskin Cast podcast. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm all over the place. But the hub for everything is the website.
5: Hell yeah. Websites. That's good. Uh, Remember that, Corey. Website. Remember that. Uh, (laughs) I'm saying that for both of us, in case. But uh, uh, Eric Sinich, always a pleasure, sir. Please let the people know where they can find you and everything you got going on. I get to I get to plug again. Yeah, it's more plugging.
7: (laughs) Um, Yeah, bookdownrock.com is the podcast, and just recorded a new episode this morning. Um, up to episode number 91 right now. And, um, just having so much fun doing it. And I, I did have Mr. Kevin Brown on episode 89. We talked about the legacy of Tom Petty, the man, Tom Petty. Um, so booked on rock.com at B O O K E D on rock.com. And of course, V H N for all the latest and related news. Uh, Oh, the Van Halen store. <laughs>
1: there it is.
7: Van Halen <laughs> store. You know what now? Oh,
1: that's right. That's what talking, types of things? What kind, what kind of thing can you buy there, Eric? Is there something yes, in there, well, like cornering yeah, a Oh, there we go. You
7: can, you could you could get a mouse. Uh, you know, I, I, what else can I tell you here? Oh, look at the clock. Hey, you know? Oh, there. You, yeah, nice. I got, I got, yeah, two of those little Stocking stuffers. Two of those little Funkos and uh yeah look look the clock yeah yeah come on anyway yeah christmas is coming up get some cool stuff but anyway now that's it guys thanks so much um for having me um yeah i mean this i love the podcast and uh you guys have been great to me and and um honestly i don't think there's been an episode where you, where you haven't given the the news desk some love you know the opening segment you do some news and you yeah. you read what's what's happening over at the vhnd so we appreciate that
5: we appreciate you guys and everything, uh, all of you, and very much appreciate you guys being a part of the show, being on the panel, uh, that we actually had a panel to do this. Again, uh, a, a whole year. It doesn't seem like – it It seems like uh, we haven't ah. been doing this that long, Corey, but here we are one year later. Uh, right. Hey, Corey, let the people know where they can find all of the stuff we got going on and yourself.
2: com. Get some merch <laughs> We just sold our first Cult Mariano shirt last oh, night. Oh, that's I'm great. Afraid, uh, I'm glad I'm going to get a buck 80 <laughs> off that sale, though, so that's good. Uh, they can follow I us on know. Twitter, podcast. will rock now on YouTube. Maybe we'll add some more stuff. I'm already planning, Mark, the next live show. I'm thinking we get the DLR cast boys and we get the new Sammy Hagar podcast boys on a live show, and we <laughs> let just let them it out. It out.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I'd pay
2: money to see that. I'm sure some other people would as well. Just let it, just
3: let him go. (laughs) You don't even have to do anything. We're gonna sit back.
2: Uh, You can find me enjoying uh, Kelsey's Twitter feed. Uh, She's a big Minnesota Wild fan. As a Detroit Red Wing fan, uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, They they got a pretty good team this year. I'm a big fan of Heath McCoy's. Ruins. (laughs) Uh, Kevin Brown. I was uh, very honored to actually be on his show, uh, coming up soon. The Tom Petty Project. I'm a huge Tom Petty fan. He's got a big event that he didn't mention. Uh, Coming up for anybody who's kind of around the Saskatoon area in the middle of November Kevin You got to tell us about it.
1: Oh, yeah, so Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers have released um, a live album uh, From their 20-day residency at the Fillmore in 1997 So it's kind of a big deal with fans because everyone knew that that thing got recorded But they've been sitting in the vault since then and was like will they release it won't they well Finally they put it together and they've released it in different packages And so the fan club through Facebook decided to say well, let's do some hosting parties in different cities around the world and I put my name in and I got selected. So we're hosting a listening party a week before the album is released, which is super cool. I can't wait That's to do awesome. it. Um and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Now, if you guys all want to fly in, I've got a private chartered jet's gonna come pick you up on oh, the 16th. So. Wow. <laughs> and I details mean. will be in the mail. So
2: <laughs> But I highly recommend you listen to the Tom Petty Project. It's a it's one of my favorite podcasts. And I can't believe that that you do a show like on your own. I couldn't imagine doing a podcast by myself because i stink so bad that's why i need mark as kind of the ringer to help carry me through these things the fact you carry it by yourself kevin for the most part is it supremely impressive to me i love your show i can't wait for seaside pod review uh, eric sinich does the fantastic uh, booked on rock podcast my invite to be on that show i think must have went to my spam folder I <laughs> wait a minute have i not
7: oh no you guys got to be on man we'll do it We'll do it because I just started that series, the the dialogue where it's you don't have to be on to promote a book. You just come on and talk about your favorite book. Oh, trust me, you guys are going to be on. That would be uh, I had Kevin a on our show, Eric. It's I fantastic. Got the DLR and... cast guys coming on, so yeah. Yep,
2: and uh, Scott Haskin, uh, the 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 uh, lukewarm water uh, to my ice in John Mariano's fire on the Backtracks <laughs> Aerosmith Revisited <laughs> podcast. Um, I love it. Does that very well, and uh, I just want to say thanks to Mark. Uh, for sticking with this for so long and thanks to everybody I, I couldn't believe i sent out like you know 10 invitations and all 10 were responded yes now the the sean geek boys had uh some things pop up last minute greg runoff had the sniffles even though eric is dying of covid as we speak he still <laughs> made it on the show. <laughs> greg runoff, i don't know what the hell your I problem was, everybody said yes so, uh, and i really can't thank you all enough uh and I'd love to have you back on the show just as soon as you're able, because you all did just fantastic work. Thank you so much for being here tonight, and thank you, Mark, for sticking with me for fifty-two episodes now, and we still got what sixty-nine to go, sixty-eight.
5: Yeah, no, no, thank you, uh, Corey. You you made uh, doing. I never realized how much I wanted to talk about Van Halen on a weekly basis more until you suggested this. Uh, this show to me. And I was like, yes, absolutely. I will do that. So I'm man. I'm so glad because this has been such a wild fun ride. Uh, love the band love that we are taking this journey together, uh, rediscovery into the music, if you will. Thank you to everyone who, uh, listens in who, uh, if you watch this prior, to uh or not prior post live show but if you were in here for the live show we thank you so much thank you to the panelists everybody you can find me at twitter and instagram at mark the bat uh usually i just talk about nerdy shit and all the musical <laughs> things i got going on but uh, that, that's just kind of what i do and then if you want to just yell some angry tweets at me i'm always down for that too because who cares? It's <laughs> uh, I get a sick Dave thrill fans from
7: it. Love you. Dave- I mean,
5: no, I don't I don't get a thrill from it. I hate it. Please don't do that. Uh, wink but that's the show you guys first live one uh hopefully not the last one we'll see where it goes we still have plenty of songs to go through as Corey mentioned and on behalf of himself the panel all of you guys tuning in we are and the podcast will rock and we will surely rock you in season two